Welcome to Strange Darkness Radio. Tonight, your hosts are Carolyn Gray and Amy Tideman, with Bobby taking a back seat and letting Carolyn and Amy take the reins for what promises to be an exceptionally entertaining show. In collaboration with the Semi-Skeptic podcast, hosted by the dynamic duo Chris and Aaron from across the pond, we embark on a riveting exploration into the mysterious realm of Ed and Lorraine Warren. On tonight's show, we fearlessly confront the perils that Ed and Lorraine Warren, renowned paranormal investigators, faced throughout their illustrious career. From haunted dolls that seem to harbor malevolent forces to ghostly apparitions that defy explanation, our journey takes us deep into the heart of the supernatural. So, settle in, relax, and brace yourselves for a profound dive into the unknown. This is Strange Darkness Radio, where the line between skepticism and belief blurs and the paranormal comes to life. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the Semi-Skeptic Podcast with me, Chris. And me, Aaron. And today we are joined by Strange Darkness Radio. We are joined by Amy and Carolyn. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Glad to be here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what your show is all about? Um, So we, I mean, kind of similar to you guys, we investigate paranormal and mysterious topics. You know, anything otherworldly, anything unexplained, we're into it. So truth seekers trying to find the answers. Mm. yeah it's it's like a um just a nice forum as well just to connect with other people that have had these crazy experiences and and even if you haven't had those crazy experiences just interested in it i think it's just it's a good platform to share and learn so Mm. Mm. it is is fascinating as well you know even if you don't necessarily believe some of the stuff it is fascinating reading people's encounters with things and yeah it really is yeah it really is great how long have you got how long have you been um doing your show for not long um bobby started it i think he's been doing it for a couple of years but amy and i are pretty new i've been doing it almost a year and then amy's our newest member amy how long has it been um let's see it's been about i think three months so i am definitely a rookie here (laughs) um so i currently um do the bonus episodes and yeah no it's been a lot of fun but yeah i'm definitely a rookie but yeah like amy said we like to get into paranormal topics (laughs) we like to um, have people come on the show and share their stories if they've had any strange experiences we we get into Mm. Anything strange or unusual, you know, UFOs, ghosts, cryptids, um, unsolved mysteries, you name it. So, all the best yeah, stuff. Anything basically. interesting, really. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. important stuff. Right. Life's mm-hmm. a great sure. unanswered so question. Have, have you guys had any? experiences that got you into this sort of stuff or was it other periods other people's experiences amy 
Well, I mean, for me personally, um, I did have a few experiences and I did share them um, on our podcast. And um, just me sharing that is how I actually ended up um, connecting. And, um, you know, I started um, co-hosting these episodes. Um, But yeah, as a young girl, I did have um, a few experiences and... um, but nothing really as an adult, but um, I think there's been about three experiences that I shared um, in a previous episode. Um, How about you, Caroline? I have never, I, I have had one sort of strange experience um, in a cemetery with a friend. We were, we were at a cemetery and um, it, I don't know how, if you guys want me to get into the story or not, but uh, basically... Yeah, please do. <laughs> and I've shared my story on Strange Darkness as well. But basically, we were at a cemetery. We were just walking around at night. Um, it, it was closed. We weren't supposed to be there. But basically, there's a way to get in there around the fence. So we were wandering around. We were alone. And it's a pretty big cemetery. And um, we were there for like an hour. And everything was fine. And then we got up to this kind of newer uh, area of the cemetery. And I got a really bad feeling. Like, I just started to get this dread feeling and I was telling him you know hey I think I want to leave now I'm not I'm not having fun anymore and he was telling me hey don't worry as long as we're being respectful nothing is going to mess with us and he didn't even finish his sentence and something screamed at us like it was so loud and it was so close to us but we didn't see anybody we didn't hear any footsteps or rustling and you know it was night but it wasn't that dark I mean if there was someone around we would have seen them and it was just a, a loud scream, and I got so scared. I just, Like a human scream. It, it sounded human, but it wasn't saying any words. It was so strange. <clears throat> it was just like mm. a noise. But, yeah, it sounded human. And um, mm. I turned and looked at him, and he just had this look on his face like he was trying to figure out what it was. Like he almost look, looked excited, and I was terrified. So I just grabbed him and had to, like, drag him out, and we ran. But now I kind of wish that we would have stayed and, and looked around a little bit. But, um. Yeah, that's my one experience. But I've always been interested in paranormal, um, spiritual, anything unusual. And I've met a lot of people who have shared their experiences with me. And I've I've seen firsthand evidence that people have shown me. So I may not ooh, I may not have my own experiences, but I do <laughs> believe in this stuff wholeheartedly and I've seen and heard other people's evidence. So mm. what about you guys? I do you have any experiences to share? Uh, <laughs> I've got one. <laughs> and I was, um, so I'm an electrician and I was working at an old RAF base that was used during World War II. We was doing some electrical work and just out the corner of my eye, I see, well, I think I see anyway, it looked like an old lady sort of looked like, I don't know, maybe a maid or a cleaner sort of thing, just like sort of dust in the window or whatever. But it was so quick. It was like blink and you would have missed it sort of thing. And she was gone? And that is the only... Yeah, yeah. It was literally, I could just see in the corner of mine. By the time I sort of turned to look, it was gone. So it's kind of... I, it's hard to say whether I... Like when people ask me, I've always been a bit like, well, I don't know if what I saw is what I actually saw right. sort of thing. 
Um, so it's a bit of a strange one. And it's, I'll be honest, it's only since doing this podcast that I've actually sort of started talking about it, really? to be honest. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's, that's really my only real sort of paranormal experience. So you guys are interesting because from what Aaron has told me, Aaron, you're, you're a skeptic, right? You don't believe in any of this stuff or you're kind of like a need no, to see it no, to believe no. it. But Chris, you do, right? You believe in, yeah. in all of this and you've had your own experience. Or how do you feel? Uh, uh, I don't, uh, again, I don't know. I don't know. I'm very much on the fence with it. Because mm -hmm. obviously I, I have sort of had an experience, but uh, I was going through a lot at the time. And I, I don't know if maybe I was just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm very much on the fence with it. Have either of you? I want to believe. I think it'd be cool as fuck. Right. But... <laughs> want to believe. How um, how long ago did that happen to you? It, oh, jeez. Uh, seven years ago? Yeah, six, seven years ago, maybe. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. since you've been doing this podcast, has either of you heard any stories from someone else that you that you believe or that you think that they, at least they believe it or... Like, you haven't seen or heard anything that convinces you, Aaron, that this might be real? Well, I, I don't think, for the most part, people are making it up. I, I do genuinely believe these people believe mm -hmm. it happened. And I'm not saying they're wrong. And because I don't know if ghosts are real, if they're not real. Because I just, I just don't know everything. <laughs> but... At the same time, for me, it's like, well, I haven't seen anything for me to believe in it, and I'm not just going to believe in something for the sake of it. No. I, I need mm -hmm. to see stuff. And for me, it's always, you know, whenever I think back, but like real sort of like all these ghost hunters who go out and they they go in these constant hunts and come back empty-handed. I just think if every nature photographer did that, and came back empty-hand, <laughs> we'd all be questioning whether or not deers exist. But we know deer exist because we keep we getting photos them. of them and people who go out right. looking for them keep finding them. <laughs> but these ghosts are supposed to be around us all the time and they're always doing things. And it's like, well, again, I mean, the evidence could be out there and I haven't seen it because, of course, I've not seen or heard all the evidence. But just from what I've seen, it's just... I kind of need a little bit right, more. You're just not convinced. You know? I feel like Aaron needs to maybe. Have you ever used a Ouija board or anything like that? <laughs> have you tried? I mean, maybe you need to. Maybe you need to kind of open up a portal, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it kind of be more right. inviting of that experience, and that'll kind of change things. If this is a euphemism for taking drugs, <laughs> then yes, I've done that plenty of times. <laughs> but um, if 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 you mean an actual Ouija board, uh -huh. then no, I haven't. And who who uh, was it who made the Ouija board? Was it uh, what company what was, was it? Toy company. Was, um, like yeah, Mattel or not yeah, Mattel. Mattel but, uh, one of, uh, one of those those types, I think, wasn't it? Or Tommy? Or I bought my first Ouija yeah, board at because Toys you know, R Us. I remember that when I was a kid. <laughs> Really? <laughs> I think you still need to use the one you have, actually. I'm, but I was saying, I'm you know, because yeah, no, I definitely believe Ouija boards open up portals to things. So I was just saying, Amy, you know, have you maybe have you ever could... played with a Ouija board? 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I have played with it. Um, I think I shared the story last time. Um, I did play with one in seventh mm-hmm. grade and I was asking um, the Ouija board questions, you know, just silly things that seventh grade girls do, you know, asking about mm-hmm. boys. And, you know, I was asking about my ex-boyfriend and, you know, who who he might have a crush on. And the Ouija board actually, uh, me and my friend were playing it, and it actually spelled out a very specific name. I mean, I guess it's possible, you know, it just could have been in my subconscious. And but mm. I mean, I honestly felt like I was barely touching that planchette, and um, it just very clearly spelled out a name. So I mean, I've always been a believer in Ouija boards, mm. but I do feel like they open up portals to things so um you know i I, i'm always curious like maybe um i would love to see a skeptic uh use a ouija board and Mm. see what happens you know kind of like an experiment i think Mm. that would be pretty interesting well i'll film it later because it just reminded just reminded me i've got a record by a band called a karakangran but when you open it up it's a ouija board it's a ouija board (laughs) Oh, there you go then. You so I'll get a shot glass there. out he- later. I'll, I'll have myself <laughs> I have myself a joint right. go upstairs, light a candle, and start looking Let for us the know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I think that should be your next episode, actually. Yeah, I'll film it and see what goes down. Mm. Yeah, no, I would check that see out. If yeah, I, that see if I can conjure a motherfucker. See, I have a Ouija board here that I've been waiting to play with, but I feel like you kind of need more than one person. For it to work, but I ha- I am kind of curious. No, you can do it by yourself. Well, yeah, that's what I'm curious. Like, would anything happen if I just got it out? No, that's a two-player game, is it? <laughs> well, you and the ghost, no. so that's two people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, are you afraid, Karen? Yes. Are you open to doing that? <laughs> so, can you can you do a solo campaign on a on a Ouija board? You could, but I'm I'm scared. You can. So yeah, that's why yeah. I haven't I haven't tried it yet. But it's tempting just sitting there staring at me i haven't used it so maybe one of these days maybe we should both record Erin, you play with yours one night i'll play with mine and we'll come back with the results and and we'll share notes but yeah, and then we'll play go. a game of operation <laughs> 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 but yeah so i'm interested to see what everyone thinks of this topic today because we are discussing the Warrens, Ed and Lorraine Warren. They're like the original ghost hunters. And I know that Amy and I are believers, like 100% we both believe. But Chris and Aaron are more skeptical. So I'm curious to see what we're all going to mm. think of this at the end of the <clears throat> end of the show. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Should we just get into it? Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. just jump into it. Yeah. Yeah, let's go for it. So, go for it. Give us a. I've got a. I've got a great. Give us an intro to these motherfuckers <laughs> and let's do this. Got a great script for y'all. So, hang on to your seats. Uh, basically, I'm gonna take us through the cases, and then I just want to get everyone's opinions at the end. Like, if you think it was real, if you think it's fake, if you think people were playing tricks, whatever. So, but Ed mm. and Lorraine Warren were. Um, a parano- they were a couple, they were a paranormal investigative team, and they started doing their work in like the 60s, 70s, 80s, so 
really before anyone was into all this ghost hunting stuff, they were kind of they were kind of the original ghost hunters. So um, they were both very religious, very Catholic, and they met when they were teenagers and got married. I think when they were 18 and 19 years old, and they stayed married, you know, until both of their deaths. So they were a team, you know, for decades. And um, Ed Warren supposedly grew up in a haunted house as a child, and that's what sparked his interest in the paranormal. And then he met Lorraine, and Lorraine Warren was a clairvoyant and a psychic medium. And from a young, young age, she would say that she was able to see people's auras, and she would talk about, you know, speaking to dead relatives and things like that. But her family didn't really accept it. Like I said, they were very Catholic, so she kind of learned to just keep it to herself. Um, but when she met Ed, they both had this interest in paranormal and spiritual things, and so she actually started to express it more and use her you know, clairvoyance more. So the two of them would travel around, and Ed was a painter, and he would paint houses and landscapes, and he would sell his paintings, and they started to use this as a way to get their foot in the door in these old, like, historic homes. Um, basically, Ed would paint the home, and then Lorraine would take the painting up to the owners of the house and say, oh, my husband made this painting, and, you know, what a beautiful house, and they'd start asking questions and kind of get invited in, and that's how they started. Um, and the more they kept doing this, they started becoming sort of well-known, and they worked on some very famous cases, which we're going to get into today. Um, the first case that they're very famous for is the Annabelle doll, which I'm sure we've all heard of the Annabelle doll, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the story goes that in 1970... A nurse was given a Raggedy Ann doll by her mother. The mom found it at a garage sale, which is always great. Secondhand creepy doll. <laughs> Who knows where that thing's been, right? And when the nurses when the nurse brought it to her her apartment, she and her roommate started experiencing weird things. They would notice that the doll had changed positions. And then eventually it got to like where the doll was actually found in a different location, even though neither of them had touched it. So it would be in one room and then they'd go out and then they'd come home and it was sitting in a different room. Um, and at first they really didn't think much of it. But I think eventually it did start to like spook them and creep them out. So they asked a medium to come to the house and tell them about the doll. And the medium told them that basically where their apartment building was used to be just an empty field. And this little girl named Annabelle had died in the field and she was the one that was kind of playing with the doll. The nurses felt bad for this little girl and they told her that she could play with the doll and basically invited her to move in with them, which was a mistake because shortly after this, the activity around Annabelle started to get much worse. Not only was the doll moving around, but the nurses would go out and then they'd come home and they'd find like their apartment was a mess. Things were moved around, you know, furniture toppled over, things on the ground. 
think there were also um, notes, right? They would begin to find notes sure, around yeah. the house. Sort of handwriting, wasn't it? Yeah, the notes would say, help me, and they would be scattered around the apartment. Yes, and these notes were written on parchment paper, like old parchment paper that neither of the roommates like owned. So it was very creepy. Um, and then it would progressively get even worse. They would hear like loud banging noises at night, knocking on the doors. Um, and the nurses actually had a male friend that would come over and he said that he always felt creeped out by this doll. And he said that when he would come over, he would like get scratches on him, like out of nowhere. And one night he was sleeping on their couch and he had a dream that the doll was strangling him. <laughs> and then, and it was a terrifying nightmare and he woke up in a sweat and he was covered in scratches. So this is when uh, the girls called Ed and Lorraine Warren and the Warrens came over and told them that the doll was not haunted by a ghost. It was haunted by a demon. It was possessed. And they took the doll with them to their home and they put it in their uh, museum of creepy things. And the doll is still there. It's in a glass case. And when people visit, they're actually warned not to look at the doll. Like, don't make direct eye contact with it. And they're warned um, not to touch the glass and not to open the case. So a lot of people really believe in this curse of the Annabelle doll. Mm. What do you guys think? I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, why out of everything that they've collected, why is that one locked up? You know, I mean... Where did they even come up with that? You know, I mean, did they, mm. they had people come and visit and I mean, before they even put the, see, I would love to know more about how that happened. Did they just come home and put it in a glass case right off the bat? Or did they just put it in their museum and people would come over and start experiencing bad things? Like, I want to know, like, um, the documentation of how <laughs> yeah. that happened. To me, it seems a little bit like a marketing gimmick, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it so, is something... So, yeah, I'm just really curious, like, mm -hmm. when they... Sorry. Well, it's something like that. Like, there's another... There's other, you know, famous haunted dolls or whatever, and supposedly, if you mess with them, if you talk to them, if you take pictures of them, they will, like, haunt you, and people will write letters to these museums apologizing to the dolls, right? So I think it kind of started... Oh, yes. Mm. I have yeah. heard that before. But I, I also yeah. do agree. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I was going to say, even if it's a marketing gimmick, I'm still going to follow <laughs> the rules. If I go there, I'm not. I'm going to be nice. I'm not mm. going to stare at the doll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, um, just in case yeah. any Some of that is true. You know what I mean? Apparently, there's a story of I think it, I want to say a vicar. I might be completely wrong, but apparently, like a vicar or someone went and visited the doll when it was in, at the museum, sort of laughed it off or whatever. And I believe on the way home, um, he got in a real bad crash or something and claimed he's, the brakes were cut and things really? like that. Yeah, apparently, wow. yeah, when I was watching a little documentary about it. The only issue I have, so let's just say this a demon has taken possession of this doll. I don't think a little glass cabinet <laughs> is going to do it. much. <laughs> like, I'm not, not to sound mm -hmm. like, but it's probably right. not. The, <sighs> that makes sense because if this doll did do something to the guy's 
car brakes. Right. Mm. What's to like stop them from yeah. doing and anything that, else? And that, that, that's just the story's trope. Do you know this right, bloke right, may have right, just said it just you know. Right. I've heard you know. that story. Um, that sounds familiar with the the brakes being cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure he was a vicar or a priest or something like that, and he laughed it off as Uh, nothing as a a child's doll, and that was it. And then on the way back, it was coming to like a busy uh, junction or whatever. Went to apply the brakes, and there was no brakes. Now it could just be a complete coincidence that his brakes Mm -hmm. happened to seize up. He might have had a real beaten up old car, and it was just pure coincidence. Mm -hmm. It could be he made the whole right. thing up, or maybe right. we just had our we just had our brake discs replaced because because they're made of organic substance. They, they eventually turned to like jelly. Hmm. We've had to have them all done over. Anything right. could happen. Could just be bad timing. I'd get that doll straight out of the glass case. <laughs> well, that's it. I'll, straight I'll, in the I'll... eye, and fridge it. <laughs> well, would you? But, um... Would you go and talk to the Annabelle doll, and would you look her in the eye? So this is the thing. Like, like even, a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. Walking there talking to dolls. <laughs> All right, Annabelle. Yeah. Um, Here's a so this, this is the thing. Like, even though I kind of, I, I don't necessarily believe it. If I was in the museum, I probably still wouldn't make eye contact. Mm-hmm. Just to be safe. Just even though, case, even right? though I don't believe it, there's still that little part of me that's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm just going to just walk past it. <laughs> Straight yeah. up to the glass, mate. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> yeah. Pressing pickle, I mean... not giving a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would really like to hear more about the um, the nurse, Donna, and her roommates. Like, I'm curious if, you know, they ever came out and publicly said anything. You know, I would like to hear from, you know, I wish, you know, there, when you search the internet, you know, the story is just relayed, um, but you don't hear anything from them directly. So that's, um, I wish that's we had true. more information I on that. I wonder if anyone ever um, interviewed them because, or talked to them. Cause, mm. Right, because, I mean, it it's such a popular story. It's been around for decades. You would think, like, these people would come out and say, oh, yeah, I'm Donna, that and, happened. you know, that story is right. true. But we've never heard anything from these original people. So, I mean... To me, it would be very easy to just buy a doll and come up with mm-hmm. that story, you know? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, I think I did hear something about um, a few years before the story came out. There was a Twilight Zone episode about a haunted doll. Okay. So, you know, a lot of skeptics like to say, oh, that's where Ed and Lorraine got the inspiration from, this Twilight yeah, episode. Yeah. So, um yeah, no, I've just always thought that I wish, you know, if if that is a true story, you would think that someone would come out and say, yeah, that was that was based on on me. I gave the doll to the Warrens, you mm. know. Mm. And I think so. there's a few things that could possibly be explained, you know, um, as for the doll moving on their own, as much as they said they weren't in the flat or apartment, it might have been one of them playing a little trick. You don't know. Um, and the boyfriend or or whatever you want to say um you know the one who keeps getting on covered in scratches <laughs> yeah the one we who, wonder you where know, those oh, came yeah, from yeah we weren't having an affair <laughs> yeah he was cheating on his girlfriend <laughs> yeah. and she's like i'm gonna like it get him back at yeah. <laughs> you know it could be something stupid like, or it could just be in the middle of the night he just randomly scratched 
maybe had slightly long nails, you know. Yeah. It, it is don't get me wrong, without that, being yeah. there, you ain't ever going to know, are you? And right, that's right, the thing no. with, you know, any, anything like this. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely can understand the skepticism around this kind of story. Mm. You don't have any of the original people saying anything. There's no documentation, you know, uh, you know, yeah, I would like to see, I wish there was more on this, but this Mm. one, this one, I can understand um, why people are hesitant to believe this. Yeah, that's a good point because for all the minimal research that I did for this, um, I never found a firsthand account from any of the nurses or the or the boyfriend or whoever. So mm-hmm. that's true. It's always just it's just a story that seems to be passed down and retold. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, but I would definitely like to go uh, visit that doll, though. I think um, you know, true or not, it's um, it's a very famous story. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they had the movies yeah, about or the the one mm-hmm. movie about it. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would still go visit that doll. Yeah, oh, definitely. Well. It's it's a folkloric icon, icon isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, like you say, whether you believe in it or not, there's still a lot of history attached to it. And absolutely, we, we love stuff like that. So mm. yeah, I'd, I'd love mm. to go there, see what else they've got, because these people got up to things, and it's just like, look at this. We'll just, there's just be a whole room of history in the block. Oh yeah, I would mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. This is cliche, isn't it? But if like if wolves could talk and stuff, like what all of these things tell us in here, it, it, right. it is amazing. I would love to see the Warrens Museum. Is it still? It's still there, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they still have that and all their things. I believe. So, I yeah. believe I it is. Stepson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, damn yeah, right, so. mate. It's a cash cow. <laughs> Not that <laughs> yeah, that well, that's sure. the thing, though. Like, let's, let, even if, just say, the Warrens did make up the whole Annabelle thing, you know, but ultimately, you know, back when they were alive, like, they would have had to pay the uh, pay the bills. And why wouldn't you open a museum and yeah. cash right. in a little bit, you know? What's interesting really is that. It. The museum was out of their actual house, yeah. though. So, oh, was it? Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So that's, but yeah, no, yeah, that's definitely like on or my something, isn't it? Yeah, or like one of the end basement. down like a certain wing of the house has been like converted. They've like mm-hmm. done it all around in mm. the Conjuring movies. Yeah, yeah. I think wasn't there it, was. Isn't their daughter's old room right. actually, or something? Yeah, <laughs> can't remember. And like they they put it all in there and something. I can't remember, but. I know that there was there was certain significance to the room as well as, as to why they they put it into that one particular. And I know that they got they get the room or they when they were alive they would get the room blessed like every week or something. In the, I'm curious if hmm. you guys know because in the Conjuring movies they make it seem like it wasn't really a museum for people to come and just look at stuff. It was more like they kept things in that room to keep everything safe, and they they actually didn't really like to let people in there, but. It's not like that, right? It's it's a museum. Was it always a museum? Yeah, it's an actual museum. Um, I don't know when it became a museum, but they were definitely profiting from that. So um, I think in one of the movies, you know, obviously there's a lot of fiction in these movies, you know, everything's embellished. But um, one of the movies had a scene that there was um, like the room was like torn apart, you know, some supernatural occurrences. Do you remember that scene? Um, like the one of the teenage girls, like a babysitter, was snooping around the room and in the conjuring. Um, I'm trying to think, but 
You're talking about the movie? Uh, it, it may not have been the actual. It was one of those. Yeah, one of the Conjuring movies. Uh, maybe like part two mm-hmm. or something. There was one about like a babysitter or something. In the there? first one, there's a scene it's one of where those like movies. the, so the girl sees like a ghost holding the Annabelle doll. And then she runs and tells her grandma who's watching her. But I don't know if that's the scene you're talking about yeah no it wasn't the first one um i'm gonna have to go back and look at that but i do remember there were like two girls they had on their bell bottoms and you know the parents were out of the house and one of them decided to be nosy so she went down to the room and you know all kinds of bad things started happening so maybe that's one of the animals yeah no i'll have to look into it but um but anyway definitely a place to go check out if you Mm. are into supernatural um items and occurrences mm, i'd say absolutely yeah i like those curiosity shops that you can go to and they've got like shrunken heads <laughs> stuff it's just I'm like not, that I can, I, can, I can spend hours in those i can spend hours in those sort of places right. yeah are there um in england do you guys are there places like that you can go visit where you know like a museum like the one we're talking about where they have haunted items? oh yeah yeah. Oh yeah, there's there's all sorts of curioso places mm-hmm. like that. Uh, my my mum and stepdad they they hunt them out and go to them all the time. They're into all that kind of stuff. My stepdad in particular, oh, uh, wow. he he's got his own podcast called the uh, the Gentleman Medium. He's because he's a a medium hmm. and uh, and whatnot. Oh, and fascinating! Psychic yeah. he, psychic healer and stuff. I mean, you know. One's, one man's psychic healer is another man's con yeah. man. But I was going to say, you know. <laughs> your stepdad's yeah, a psychic but, medium and you don't but, believe in this stuff? How's that? <laughs> right. Oh, I don't be- believe a word that comes out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you must have interesting right? get-together. <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, we have great conversations. Like, he'll yeah. like, talk to me about stuff and then I'll come in with my boring science and he'll be like, you've always got ruin it. <laughs> that's fascinating you guys this i'm gonna sound so ignorant and american right now but do you guys live near london you do right i'm Uh, about an hour closer to it yeah okay that's not too far from london is is that where they have those like underground tunnels or whatever where they kind of built on top like a new city you know what I'm talking about? There's tunnels. There's Ooh. some tunnels in London that are supposed to be super haunted, and it's like they have some history oh. to them. Are you thinking of the the Paris catacombs? No, is that but what it, you're thinking of? Yeah, there's catacombs. No, it's I I know about those. There's some famous one. I know there's there's oh, there's okay. there's many abandoned underground tunnels tunnels like from the old tubes. Um, they do tours and stuff, and I've always wanted to go. Yeah. And so I was just curious if either of you has been on one of those because yeah. I wanted to ask. No, about I'll it. be honest, I've not really heard about it. To be totally honest, maybe it's just that. an American thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, I have to look into so much, uh, so much history in London. Though I mean, mm. right? You, yeah. could, you could just, you could get out the train station throw a rock and you'll hit something historical yeah that's so true mm-hmm. jealous of you guys yeah, but oh don't be a shit up it generally is a shit hole, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, a, a historical yeah, shit hole. wants to be in london okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about yeah, a historical that, I mean, shit hole, but interesting <laughs> a shit hole nonetheless <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I think many people would disagree <laughs> with you on that one, but uh, well, have be you guys? <laughs> yeah, you might be a little bit wrong there. <laughs> you guys can say it. Uh, we can't. <laughs> no comment. <yeah. laughs> Very interesting. Have you guys made your way out to uh, the states here? Any trips? Yeah, or? yeah. I've been to. I've been Florida when I was younger to do. Disney World, oh, that's a Studios, I've been to. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Like uh, everyone, it seems to be like a joke. Like when I'm on Instagram, I say, "Yeah, a lot of people ripping mm. on Florida," and I was like, "That's where all the serial right, killers man. are from." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've been been New Jersey. I was there for uh... about three months, and mm. but while I was in New Jersey, I was getting the ferry over to New York, like Manhattan, quite oh, a okay. bit. Um, yeah. I loved Manhattan. I thought it was wicked. Yeah, New York is cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm, mm, I, I loved how chaotic it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> but no, I really, really, really enjoyed it. And um, but I'm going. I am going back to Florida next year with the with my kids, so they can uh, experience the rides and all that. Oh, that's mm -hmm. gonna be fun. Yeah, mm. just love that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, just watch out for the um, crocodiles and the serial killers. And the serial killers and <laughs> yeah, that's you're exactly good to go. why I'm not going. You won't catch <laughs> not me. Not crocodiles, alligators. I'm sorry, alligators. I yeah. I don't want uh, no cock-sucking reptiles that can fucking <laughs> eat me. <laughs> yeah, but they're in the I've backyards got, there. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing, I've, isn't it? Yeah. I've got a nice little setup here where I can go out and not worry about things <laughs> eating me. I'm with you on that one. I could not live in Florida just for that very reason. Yeah, Fuck no, alligators. Uh, <laughs> I was born in Florida, but we moved when I was really little. But I've always wanted to go back. But I, yeah, I just hear crazy things out of Florida. And there are a lot of very weird mm. uh, true crime cases coming out of Florida. Mm -hmm. Alligators, like you guys <laughs> yeah. said. So yeah, yeah, yeah. got to be careful out there. Yeah. So we're serial killers and alligators. <laughs> so whereabouts in the states are you used to from? Uh, California, northern. I'm in northern California. Yeah, oh, nice. I'm from California. Yeah. I live in South Dakota right now, but I'm from. I'm a California girl. Oh, um, nice. another shithole. Yeah. So. <laughs> which which one? No, I, I was talking or, about California. Wait, <laughs> Sorry, Amy. <laughs> Uh, yes, there. Are, it definitely has its moments, but uh, <laughs> but you can't beat the oceans and the mountains out here. So uh, I love California, just not the uh, cost of yeah, living. Yeah, no, it's so. beautiful, but yeah, the prices the conversation. The prices are insane, and just all the the crime and all the yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear it you. It used on to be that a nice one. place. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Fucking mountain lions and alligators. You, you can't escape it. You every go to America, state you live in in the US, there's you. something that'll <laughs> eat you. It's eating you. It's shooting you. <laughs> uh, you guys don't have any bears. You don't have any alligators. I mean, what large animals do you have? We we used to have we used to have wolves oh. and bears a long, 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 long time ago, and then we weaned them all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we, said, we ain't having these cunts. Guys, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Squirrels and hedgehogs is one thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but apparently yeah, they are on about introducing, garbage. they are on about reintroducing the fox, uh, the fox, <laughs> fucking wolves back, back into uh, 
into the country. Stupidest idea ever. Yeah. It's just stupid. There's yeah. no ecosystem for them now. That's true. Where would they live? Like they eat babies. Yeah. They just bust, bust in through the door and blow. Oh, mind if I eat this? Foxes weren't <laughs> doing that. Little Edgehog didn't do that. Squirrel certainly didn't. And now you've got this fucking, they want to bring wolves back in. Maybe bears next. Paddington will be shitting himself. Why do they want to bring them? Yeah. Just, just because. I don't know. I think people. I because know. of hippies. Oh. These yeah. stupid kids today who are like, bears are our friends. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> you are not a fan of nature, I'm, I'm gathering. I like nature Aaron. at a distance. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> just things that don't hurt or harm him. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. It's, if it if it looks at me and goes, I could eat you. I don't want to know. <laughs> it can fuck right off. <laughs> That's why I won't go I'm in the ocean. I can't swim, and I won't go. I certainly won't go to the sky. Can't fly. Can't <laughs> swim. Sky and ocean out of bounds. Not my business. Not my place. <laughs> and when people are out there, they go, oh, I was out in the ocean and out of nowhere, a shark got me. Well, oh, out of nowhere. Right, it was your fault. Okay. <laughs> So that brings up a question we just had on our Halloween episode. Mm. Would you rather spend one hour <coughs> in a coffin or, and now based on what you just said, I, I think I know your answer or 15 minutes swimming in a dark shark infested, <laughs> shark infested ocean. Coffin. In yeah. A dark coffin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No shark going to bite my head off in a coffin. <laughs> Yeah, we all picked the coffin too. So okay, yeah, that just yeah, kind of shark, reminded shark me. Shark attacks are not are not a sort of risk you take when you're an undertaker. That's true. It's pretty. <laughs> no safe. one worries about burying people. Like, like oh, you got to dig. You got to dig the grave. Careful you don't fall and look out for sharks. Never happens. <laughs> Give me the coffin. What? Yeah. No, I take the one hour on the coffin any day. Mm. How about you, Chris? Mm, yeah. No, the same coffin. Uh. uh I can't stand the ocean. Like my greatest yeah. fear is like being in a plane and crashing like into the sea and surviving. Like, yeah, you know, I'd rather. I'm with you on that. Like, and have you seen how they impact. build these coffins? <laughs> yeah. well, these, these days, these coffins now they're like luxury beds, mate. <laughs> there was this yeah. TV show on the other day, and these these ladies on there, man, they were they were asking how much these certain coffins cost, and some of them they were like, oh yeah, this this one here is like forty two thousand pounds. It's like. Oh, <laughs> They're going to bury oh, the yeah. bastard. They're right, like, oh, right. they, yeah. yeah, they, mate, they do look they nice inside. they got the padding on the inside, the satin. Yeah. I'm telling you, they're, one of them had a Blu-ray player in it. <laughs> fucking well they're probably right. more comfortable than my bed, I'm thinking. So, right. yeah. That's why people fake their deaths, I reckon, get a good night's sleep. <laughs> so nobody here has the claustrophobia? No one's afraid of... Being trapped in a oh, little... I've got claustrophobia, yeah. mate. Claustrophobia, claustrophobia is my best <laughs> mate. <laughs> yeah. I'm claustrophobic, but I would still take the coffin over mm. a dark ocean. Yeah. 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 Mm. Same. Mm. We're all on same. the same page. Every now and then something bumps against your foot and you can't see what it is <laughs> while you're out there in the abyss. Mm -hmm. yeah, just waiting for your time. But <laughs> if you're in a coffin, then you have to worry about all the ghosts. So... I mean, oh, they'll they'll be all right. There won't be any room for them. They're quite <laughs> snug. Those coffins. Good point. Fair point. <laughs> well, Aaron doesn't have to worry about them because he doesn't believe in Chris. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, we'll see at the I end. Think we'll see. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you might be a believer after all this. Right. We'll see. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Mm -hmm. 
You never know. So, yeah, Annabelle. Might a, yeah, gonna say, it might take another story to convince me. <laughs> yeah. Carl hasn't so, got me yet. We've kind of solved the case on Annabelle. Well, right. I say solved. Um, <laughs> what's the next one? So, what's the next story? Our next story is the Perrin family in 1971, which is the um, haunting that the first Conjuring movie is based on. Um, so the Perrin family consisted of the two parents, Carolyn Perrin and Roger, and then their five daughters. And uh, they moved into this old, huge farmhouse in uh, Harrisville, Rhode Island. And the house actually has a really interesting history. It was built, I think, in the late 1600s, early 1700s. So it is a very old house. Um, The original property was like, I want to say like a thousand acres or something. And it was, you know, it was given to this one family and then kind of divvied up. And uh, eventually, I believe the people who built the house was the Arnold family. Uh, So the Arnold family built the house in early 1700s. And then they had like eight generations of this one family living in the house before it eventually uh, was bought and sold, you know, to whoever else owned it before the parents. So the parents moved in. It's a big, gorgeous house. They've got a big family. They need all these extra bedrooms. And they said that right away they started having uh, weird occurrences. So the oldest daughter, Andrea, has written a book. Actually, I think she's written a few books about it. And she's done a whole bunch of interviews. They've done documentaries about it. And... She says that on the day that they moved in, she was moving, she was bringing a box into the kitchen and she saw like an old, she saw the man who was selling them the house and he was standing next to another man. And so she said good morning to both of them and went into the kitchen and she said, mom, who's that man standing with, you know, so-and-so? And the mom said, no one, he's, you know, there's no one else here. Then um, another daughter walks in and says, Mom, who's that man standing next to so-and-so? He's dressed funny. And then a third daughter comes in and says, Who's that man? So they all saw this man, and um, they saw him as clear as day. But I guess there was no one else in the house. It was just them and the old man who was selling them the house. Then, let me see here. So then um, other creepy things started happening, and at first it was just little things like tapping noises or things disappearing, things moving in the house. But um, eventually, Andrea says that uh, the girls' beds would shake at night and they would get really scared. Um, And the younger daughters would see like spirits standing around their bed at night and they would come running into the older sister's room or they would go running to the parents' room and say, you know, that they were seeing people. And one night, Andrea says that her younger uh, sister, Cindy, came running into her room and she said that she had been woken up because there were people standing around her bed and they just kept like repeating this sentence over and over. And she was saying, it's so loud, like I can still hear it. How can you not hear it? And Andrea asked her, well, what are they saying? And she said, they're saying there are seven dead soldiers buried in the walls. There are seven dead soldiers buried in the walls and just kept repeating this phrase. So that's pretty creepy. Um, But I guess the target of most of the negative, uh, negative stuff was the mom, Carolyn. 
Um, she would get scratches. She would get, she said that she felt like there were two entities in the house specifically. And one was good and it would like give her hugs and she would like smell perfume. And then this other entity would just mess with her. Like it did not like her. So um, I think one of the worst uh, occurrences was when Carolyn was, I think, alone in the house. She was waiting for her daughters to come home from school. And she heard like a banging noise upstairs. So she goes upstairs and um, I think she went in the closet and then the closet door slams behind her and she gets locked in the closet. And she was in there for a few hours until one of her daughters found her. And she was like in the closet, passed out, like tangled up in all these hangers. And she said that she had just felt like she was being attacked. So eventually when things got bad enough, they called the Warrens. Um, Carolyn Perrin had heard about the Warrens and she called them to come to the house. And the Warrens basically told her that there was an evil witch spirit uh, living in the house named Bathsheba. And they had like this whole story about Bathsheba Sherman and that she was a witch and she had lived in the house in like the early 1800s and that she was like a devil worshiper and sacrificed babies and all this stuff. Which there is some truth to some of that because there was a lady named Bathsheba Sherman and she did live near the property. She didn't live on the property, but, um, Bathsheba Sherman, she, there are a lot of like legends around her, but almost none of it is actually like proven. So there are stories that she was a Satan worshiper and like a, you know, a witch and that she murdered a baby, but like none of it is substantiated. But the legend goes that basically she was watching the neighbor's baby and the baby died. And then when they examined the baby's body later, um, they found like a like a little puncture wound in the back of its skull. So the town kind of thought that she had used a needle to murder this baby and they all accused her and she just became like a social outcast after that. Um, and actually, according to the story, she commits suicide by hanging herself from a tree. But like all of this is negated by records and like facts. So, you know, it's just stories like who knows? Hmm. Was that Ed and Lorraine told her that told them about Bathsheba or they had done their own research and they found found that out? Um. Lorraine and Ed told them about this. Basically, <laughs> see, I don't want to, I don't want to get into this yet because I want to wait till the end. But I think, basically, they said that um, when Lorraine Warren came into the house, she just already had this story about Bathsheba and you're being haunted by a witch. But I think that they had done some research prior to coming to the parents' home, and then that's where they got the story. But. Yeah, the parents got the story from the Warrens. So, um, and Carolyn Perrin would go on to do her own research later, which would like kind of contradict what the Warrens had told them. But basically, um, so Ed and Lorraine Warren came to the house, you know, they did their investigation 
And um, the Perrin family said that actually when the Warrens showed up, things started to get worse. And then one night they did a seance. So um, during this seance, I think it was Ed, Lorraine, the two parents, and the, some of the daughters were there. They witnessed it. And they all said that Carolyn just started freaking out during the seance. She started like contorting her body and her eyes were rolling in the back of her head and she was just screaming like she was in pain. And then eventually they all actually witnessed her getting thrown out of her chair. And they said that they could like hear her head smacking on the floor. And um, what's his name? Roger went to go help his wife and Ed Warren stopped him and said, you know, don't touch her, leave her alone. And um, Hmm. Roger actually wound up punching Ed in the face. And then after that, the Warrens were asked to leave. So they left. Yeah. So the Conjuring movie makes it seem really different. Like the Conjuring kind of shows the Warrens coming in and like solving the case and helping the family and, you know, Hmm. everything's great. Um, That's not really what happened at all. I mean, the Warrens were asked to leave and they didn't really, they didn't really do anything. So... (laughs) It's a lot different. I was going to say, I mean, that kind of seems to be like just how it normally was. They would go in and they didn't actually do anything. <laughs> they would just say, oh, yeah, your place is haunted. <laughs> There's no surprise. Here. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. I'm like, okay. Like, you know, I, I don't know that I'm in looking at all of these cases. I'm not actually sure that they resolved anything <laughs> in any of them other than go and declare it as haunted, right? Mm. See, that's kind of how I felt too. It's I mean, like yeah. they would come in to whatever situation and Ed would go, you have a demon. Like, this is a demon. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. and then they'd write a book, you know? <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to make $100,000 right. on a book. So and- I kind of agree. Yeah. It's not, I'm not sure what, they actually did mm. but mm. yeah yeah i've heard about the you know after that seance they sort of told ed to, to leave fucking do one sort of thing <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah. and i believe I, I don't know if it's for the conjuring but one of the the hauntings that did end up becoming a uh you know like one of the movies apparently he said to um the director or whatever it was he said you've got the story choose the bits that are good and make mm-hmm. up the rest i don't know if it was for the country or if it was for one of the other ones and oh, straight, one of the books yeah or one or possibly one of the books yeah mm-hmm. and straight away yeah. part of me is like well if you're gonna do that it, it's almost discrediting yourself there's multiple right. and, there's uh, multiple books actually that the Warrens were involved mm. were involved in where the authors would come forward yeah. later and be like yeah. Ed told me to make it up and make it scary and you know, mm. or they would go to the Warrens and say yeah. you know this family's story doesn't really make sense or they're contradicting each other and Ed would be like well just figure it out yeah. make something up so mm. Mm. well he actually there's one of the authors actually came out and said when he told them oh yeah things are adding up um, he said well all these people that come to us are crazy anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So, Sorry, that, that that's what I was getting. Yeah, so not uh, one of the directors. Yeah, one of the authors of the books. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I mean, of, if they're even admitting that these people are just and crazy. it pertains to their own mm-hmm. book, I mean, that does kind of discredit. Yeah, um, 
a lot of what you 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 hear about mm. what they've done. But at the same time, I kind of get it because if you're going to write a book and it's not you know a horror book and it's not scary, then yeah, they're not going to buy it. Gonna buy it. Yeah. They're not going to buy it. So I, I, that's true. Yeah, it's, that's it's a tough true. one. And, you know, yeah. Ultimately, you've, uh, the whole point of the book, even though you you want to educate people, it's got to be entertaining as well. And the kind of mm-hmm. people who are going to picking up these haunting books like you say they're going to people who are interested in horror and if they're mm-hmm. reading this book and there's just some bloke saying oh well i walked into a house and we heard a <laughs> tapping noise and well that was that and then the next day we went in That's and true. there wasn't a tapping noise right and then nothing you happened know, for days. but at the same time it's like well but that says to me well then just take those so-called true experiences and use them to write your own fiction and then just sell that yeah it's yeah, yeah, that's It's such true. a bummer to find uh, out, you know, what these authors said, because I, when I was younger, I read the Amityville Horror, and it was a good book. It scared the crap out of me, and I loved it, and I really believed it, too. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, oh, my God, all this stuff really happened to this family. This is mm. crazy. I'll be honest, the film scared the yeah, shit out of me. Yeah, it was a oh, good yeah. movie. It was, yeah. a it was one of the book. first films I'll actually, like, sort of had nightmares about. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But... Mm-hmm. What I find interesting, even uh-huh. if, you know, first of all, I, I'm i not sure how I feel about Ed and Lorraine Warren, but I do believe these families account. So I don't think these families are just making things up. I think that maybe in some cases they are, but, you know, I, I do believe what they say. But even if you don't believe in that, mm. I think the history of a lot of these houses is really interesting. Like, um, yeah, we'll get yeah. into the Amityville house next, but that property had a really interesting history. This house, the Perrin family um, house, had a very interesting history, which uh, which didn't exactly line up with the Warrens' version of events. But, I mean, the Arnold family, like I said, they had eight generations that lived in this home before the parents moved in. And they had a lot of tragedies that happened on the property. Um, there was one case of a boy drowning in the creek outside. There was like a farmhand who actually shot himself in their front yard. Um, And then Mrs. Arnold, who I think lived in the house, you know, not that long before the parents moved in, she committed suicide in the barn. She hung herself at the age of like 80. So, and I think there were a few other deaths as well, but that I couldn't confirm, but... So these properties do have a very interesting history, even if you don't believe all the ghost stuff, you know? Mm. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Do you ever think, yeah, I, could, because there's been a couple of times before, I remember like reading in these, uh, some of these certain accounts, because some of them, like with these like ghost writers, for no pun intended, <laughs> but these people who write about mm-hmm. ghosts, sorry, shall I say, <laughs> not, but, um, and this may not necessarily be the Warrens, but I know there have been cases where, like, a lot of these people who write books about their like psychic mediumship and investigating ghosts, they'll be like, "Look, if we, I get an advance for each book, that's say a hundred grand. If you say all this stuff happened in your house and you back it all up, there's twenty five grand in it for you." That's possible. Uh, so it's one of those everybody wins sort of things that that happens quite yeah. a bit and another one as well that i've always wondered is what if these houses where everything goes on like those ones that you were saying about what if there's like some sort of gas leak under the house and it's just slowly 
turning all the people Crazy. who live there loopy because they can't pick up on it. Yeah, maybe it's just doing something like that, and then maybe like in years from years from now they'll look at oh geez no wonder everyone here goes crazy and kills himself and stuff like that they, they, they hallucinate because of all this natural gas because it's like scentless and stuff it's eking up through the house That's could be true. anything or like lead paint in on the walls or something yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's true yeah you never know i mean it's definitely a possibility mm-hmm. yeah like mold yeah. growing in the house like these different types of fungus and getting into the air ducts yeah, and it's making it's people hallucinate slowly but surely making them hallucinate and then they're seeing shit and then they end up just going a bit mental or could even be something really trivial like the, the color the walls are painted maybe it triggers some sort of depression thing in people's minds very subconsciously and over time it just takes over could be a load of things and i think as far and wild as those ideas are for me they're much more likely than it being like people possessing them and So it's interesting that you bring all of those points up because this next story is my favorite story Um, and it's it's crazy and I had never heard of it before I started researching for this. So have any of you heard of the Lindley Street poltergeist? I that's the one one? case of theirs I have not heard of. Was that, was that the one in the UK? No, uh, that's Enfield. This one was in the it's US. Yes, no one has heard of this story, and it blows my mind because of all of the Warrens' cases that they were involved in, and maybe the reason they never, you know, talked about it much is because they really weren't very, very involved in this case. But this case has the most evidence. It has the most witnesses. It's a crazy, crazy story. So. In 1974, in Bridgeport, Connecticut, the Gooden family were attacked by some invisible force in their home. Uh, So it started when Jerry and Laura Gooden, who lived in the house with their little daughter, uh, Marsha, who was 10 at the time, uh, Jerry and Laura were returning home from a grocery shopping trip, and they said that they were putting things away and that suddenly the kitchen table started shaking and then it actually toppled over with all their groceries on it. And they said that other things in the kitchen were moving. They said knives were being pulled out of the knife holder thing and like things were being thrown around. So this was the first event and strangely, they said that they kind of just rationalized it and you know they didn't know what had just happened but they kind of just ignored it and carried on with their day so they put everything away put things back where they were and just forgot about it but over time other strange things continued to happen in the house they would hear noises they'd hear knocking Um, eventually it got to the point where they were being woken up almost every night they said by like hearing a crashing noise or glass breaking And they would go out in their living room and they would find, you know, furniture toppled over and like things broken. Um, And I don't know what day it was, but eventually things got so bad that they actually called the police or no, they called 911 and first the fire department showed up. So let me get the names. There were two fire chiefs who showed up and they actually uh, witnessed things moving in the house by themselves. Let me see. It was Fire Chief Fire Chief Messina and Assistant Fire Chief Paul McKenna. 
um, they came to the house and, you know, they saw things moving and they actually were quoted in the news saying, the fire department is not equipped to deal with devils. So after that, the police arrived on the scene and there were three officers, Officer Tomek, Officer Leonzi, and Officer Holsworth. And all three of them, same thing. They would later tell reporters that they saw furniture moving in the house. They saw uh, the TV moving by itself. They saw, like, recliners in the living room opening and closing by themselves. So after this, it kind of became like a spectacle. Like, neighbors started showing up and other people started showing up to, like, see what was going on. And, um... Somebody called the Warrens. I think like a neighbor who actually knew them called them over and told them what was happening. So they showed up. But um, like I said, they weren't really involved. They were more just like spectators to this case. But there were there were at least like 30 credible witnesses who saw weird things happening in this house. They saw furniture moving. They saw the refrigerator slide across the floor by itself like a big you know, 400-pound refrigerator. They saw the TV move. They saw the chairs opening and closing. And um, a few of them actually saw the little daughter being thrown against the wall. So they called the... I don't remember what his title was. He was some sort of like an engineer, like a city engineer. And they asked him to, you know, go through the house and see if there's like an electrical problem or a gas leak or something like that. And he was one of the witnesses who saw Marsha being thrown against a wall. And he also saw the refrigerator sliding across the kitchen floor by itself. So there were tons of witnesses who saw all this weird stuff happening. And this engineer confirmed that there was no leaks. There was nothing electrical wrong with the house. So what do you guys think? I mean, what's the explanation? I mean, mm. that also, one it's definitely- seismic activity. It happens all the time. I think it was an earthquake. <laughs> so it's, 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 yeah. But it's, just, it's, just, it's just in the house, though? Yeah, just yeah. in there. Yeah. It's a very specific happens. spot. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's called localized. isolated. It happens all the time. It's where, it's where a lot of these um, these uh, bridges start falling down. It's where you get potholes a lot of the time as well. Isolated seismic activity. It's a real, uh, a lot of these um, sinkholes that you find. I mean, it could well, be. But, yeah, these sort of things can happen. Yeah, anything's possible, that's for sure. But, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if if people are being thrown against the walls, though, and not everyone's being thrown against the wall. Right. I mean. Yeah. And you would think that all these, that, all these neighbors and all these adults who were there would feel if something like that was happening, like an earthquake or whatever, you'd think that someone would have been able to tell i don't know yeah right yeah i definitely give um yeah those are a lot more believable when you have multiple people involved that are not directly related like they're right. not with the family you know you have like actually actual city mm. officials yeah. so um to me yeah, i've never heard of that one but uh, to me that one's a lot more believable yeah in this mean, case yeah, I wouldn't I be surprised know. about that. This one. case was crazy. Yeah, but a lot of people, a lot of people will do will say stuff to get their names in the papers. Yeah, I <laughs> saw it too. Yeah, me too. Oh, journalist over here, me, me. I saw it. I saw that. There's a lot of that too. And also, we know far too well on this show about how um 
accurate eyewitness accounts are. I mean, they can say, oh, the girl was thrown across the room. Maybe she fell over. But in the heat of the moment and all the excitement, it was like, oh, man, she was like, thrown. But was, was she? You know, all these sort of things. See, I agree with all to of me, that. It's, and I, I also don't put yeah. a lot of faith into eyewitness accounts because, you know, things can be misremembered or, you know, depending on where you're standing, you might see something differently from someone else who was there. So I totally agree with what you're saying. But at the same time, it's like there were so many people who all came forward and said that they saw what they saw. And Amy, did you want to say something? Oh, no, no. Okay. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. (laughs) Well, so this became such a big spectacle in the town and people were freaking out. It was like, it was front page news for weeks. And eventually the mayor actually came forward um, and he was frustrated with the story. And he basically said it was all, you know, bogus. And he said that um, it was a hoax and that the 10 year old, you know, little girl was the one perpetrating it. And he, he, put a stop to the story. He said it was all fake. It was a hoax. But his Hmm. police officers and the fire department and the reporters and all the people who were there, a few of them got angry at this and they came forward and and they disputed that. And they said, how could we have possibly not seen this little girl pushing this 400 pound refrigerator? How could she have done these things and none of us see her doing it? So they stuck to their guns. I mean, they... They saw what they said. They saw what they saw, and they were sticking to their story. So, I'm curious why the um, mayor blamed the ten year old girl <laughs> and not the family, like her, not her parents. Like, what made him say she was the one perpetrating all of this? That's crazy to me. Wake is yeah, trying in the link. True. Why would you? Why would you blame <laughs> it on the ten year old? Yeah. Well, they were having an affair, and it ended <laughs> badly. <laughs> Uh, yeah no so i found that to be an interesting part of the story yeah Mm. um yeah the way how the uh the table flipped over with all their shopping and they were like oh just ignore that yeah just try and carry on there (laughs) (laughs) straight away (laughs) yeah that's what I liked uh, about the first Insidious movie. They saw they had a ghost and they were like, we're fucking moving. Right. That was like the first scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And because it followed them, they were like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that was the good bit from that film. Yeah. And there's no really resolution to this story. Well, I guess there kind of is. Uh, so the, the Warrens wound up calling a priest and the priest came to the home and he blessed the home. And then I guess after that, you know, you didn't really hear anything from the family. So... Problem solved, I guess. <laughs> done, done our bit. <laughs> job well done. <laughs> yeah, done our job. Let's go. Warren's actually accomplished something. <laughs> but mm-hmm. money, please. Yeah, I just thought that was such an interesting. Yeah, like yeah I, don't know, I, I don't know how you could explain the stuff moving. You know, if it did move, as etc. You know, as what mm-hmm. they said. You know, but there's always a chance that they've exaggerated a little bit, like what Aaron's saying in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this one, to be totally honest with you. Another thing to look into would be what's going on around at that time as well. Is there a local election in the in the, in the place? Is there a, is there a new 
facility being opened, a new destination for or people. Or something that they're trying to distract from this, that they don't want yeah, you looking at. Yeah, and it's, it's all happening in this place. It's like, oh, we can go there, and that's more that's tourism true. and all this kind of thing. And and it could be one mayor saying, oh, yeah, the mayor went there, and it was ghosts and stuff. And he was like, no, I didn't do that. That was a hoax. He's like, no, oh, he did. He's crazy. Don't vote for him like me. <laughs> and... Yeah. I think there's like a, yeah, I think there's a load of things to sort of. But I mean, I'm not point. saying it didn't happen that way. I just think I think there's a lot more to rule out before we can jump in and say, well, definitely demons did it. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely a believer. Like I said, I had a few things mm. happen, but what I will say, and I can, um, you know, as far as the skeptics, and this is a valid point. A lot of these stories are from the 1970s and 80s, 80s, before we had all of this technology. You know, these are like extreme cases mm -hmm. of people being thrown against the wall and, you know, um, all these major things happening. But with today's technology and filming capacity, you don't really see any evidence, any of that. You know what I mean? Like, I'd say a lot of the evidence that we get is like orbs or um, something small moving, you know, um, whereas in these stories, you know, people are levitating off the ground, of uh, 400 yeah. pound oh. refrigerators yeah. being moved across. But like in today's yeah. world, that's always be great. fantastical. That's true. Yeah. And so, I mean, like I said, I am definitely a believer, but, but I do, you do have to also think of the other side that, you know, there's, like we don't have that much proof nowadays for as much technology that we have compared to, mm. you know, what these people are saying happened to them. So Chris and I say the same thing about aliens as well. Like back in the seventies and eighties, it turned people who would go where, like if you were lucky enough to have a, a camcorder, you could go, mm. you could go out and record something. And these people just happened to catch these UFOs. And now everyone's got a phone and a camera in their pocket, which is of much better quality. And no one's finding UFO footage. It's like, it's like, like you said, it's like today we go by orbs but, and small things. And back then when they couldn't fact check these things as, as quickly, it was simply, oh yeah, it was just like how you saw it in the movies. You guys yeah. don't think that there's recent something UFO footage? I've, I feel like there's tons. Nothing decent. Yeah, that that I've yeah. I've seen things that I'm like, oh yeah, no, that I totally think that's a UFO. Yeah, I will say that. Um, yeah, I think I was more talking about you know ghostly occurrences, but UFO, yeah, that's a whole different story. I totally believe uh, a lot of these the footage that yeah. I've seen of those. Yeah, no, I agree with you, so, Amy. I mean, yeah. like, I definitely think that the stories are exaggerated because, like. Like you said, I mean, with f our phones and our cameras and everything, you would think that someone would be able to capture someone being thrown against a wall if that was something that really happened. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think that they are, I think these families exaggerate. All, all, all the footage I see now, though, of all the footage I see now though, of these um, UFOs, though, they don't seem to be from your everyday people. It always seems to be from some military thing or the government's given it to us. And straight away, as soon as the government gets involved, I'm like, oh, they're up to something here. What's this? What's this? Mm. Why, why are they mm. trying to get in on the UFO thing? What are they selling? <laughs> you know? I don't know. I feel like I've seen footage from regular yeah. people. Um, and it's just, uh -huh. it's. I think a lot of those don't get credit because people think, oh, they're faking it because it, because it is coming from a, you know, unlegitimate source. It's just a person with their phone. They could be doing anything. But I've for sure seen some crazy footage yeah. that... 
that didn't necessarily come from military or government that I thought was pretty mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. I'll have to look now more that into it and try and find you some. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give it a go at some point. Well, maybe me and Chris will give this research thing <laughs> a go. People keep talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you should try it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Go for it. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. <laughs> well, that was an interesting story. I definitely think that all these witnesses can't be making up the same story. But then again, I guess it does depend. Maybe they are. None of them became famous. None of them got paid after this. So I don't see a reason why you know, why they would. Yeah, there's no book on that one or anything like that. I've heard of this case, and I don't understand why. It's crazy. Yeah. But... Mm. be interesting to see if any of the people involved have spoke about it. Yeah, since. You know, Mm -hmm. recently, if they're still alive or whatever. Or if they're even (laughs) real. (laughs) Well, we're going to have to do some research and reach out to some of these people and see if they want to come on the podcast and, you know. There you go. (laughs) Get their their overdue uh, publicity on that, I guess. Mm. Where's their movie? Yeah. Where's the Lindley Street movie? (laughs) Got everything. (laughs) Refrigerators. I mean, this story, though, it does sound awfully similar to the Enfield haunting. Okay, we're going to get to that one later, but I just have to ask you guys, because you're actually, Mm -hmm. like, from London, and, you know, you might be more familiar with it, this story, than us, but Mm. what do you guys think of it? I mean... We're not not from London. Well, I mean, you're from England, England, and it's a famous (laughs) English case. You're close enough. We're close enough. (laughs) Same country. (laughs) I saw a funny uh, TikTok video yesterday where this guy was saying... If an American asks you if you live close to London and you live like two hours away, for us that's close. Like, <laughs> so it's all relative. Yeah, right? yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it's relative. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, yeah. England is tiny. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's like you could probably drive across the whole country in what, like six hours. Really? If you're going from left no to right, <laughs> left to right, maybe. Yeah. yeah, if you're going from left left to right, you probably could. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but um, well, yeah. I didn't. But we're, but we're tiny, like from from south to north. It's it's nine hundred miles. We're not even a thousand miles. Like, I didn't. I didn't mean to imply you guys are from uh, London. I just meant like it's a famous English haunting, right? Yeah. So you no, might no, have. No, yeah. You know, I don't know. Do yeah. people talk about it yeah, out no, there? Or, I've, like, is it famous yeah. where you're yeah, from? I've heard, or? I've heard about it. Mm-hmm. I think... I'd say most people... Well, I Oh, know. yeah. It's, it's oh, one of those ones that's thrown around a lot, doesn't yeah. it? Like, there's yeah. always been, like, every I think it is known as so, Britain's most famous... There'll be a documentary on telly. Yeah. Mm. Oh. And I, I think it is known as Britain's most famous right. ghost story. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. So what do you guys think? What have you heard? Like, was it fake? Was yeah. it real? Well, I know. Uh, well, I know. This, uh, one of the daughters did admit to some of it being mm-hmm. a hoax. Mm-hmm. She said not all of it, but I know she, it did get. You know, they did admit they they did yeah, make up yeah, something like the, the she, whole levitation. Didn't she thing. say like in the beginning it was? 
It was real, yeah. and then they kind of started adding. And yeah, then she say like in the beginning it was, yeah. There's like Ed and like Lorraine turned up and was like, oh, if you add this and you add that, it's a demon. Oh, uh, I think what's interesting demon. are those pictures of um, people say, oh, she's levitating off the bed. So I'm like, that looks like she's off. jumping off the exactly. bed. Like, yeah, what do you, yeah, yeah. where do you get levitating? I don't get uh, that. Yeah. But yeah. I have seen some of the video footage, and I will say it to me, it did kind of look like. A little bit of acting mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um while you know i think um it's possible that there were things going on because you know again i think there were oh, yeah. official oh. witnesses right i think the cops showed up and everything. yeah so there was there's police um you know and they they saw some things move and stuff which mm -hmm. is what i'm saying it was sounds very similar to that previous ghost story yeah see that um, convinces yeah. me the police saying that they saw like a chair moving or whatever the neighbors also said that they mm. saw things moving. Um, and then... Yeah, it was quite a lot of family yeah. members that said they yeah. see things moving. Um, yeah. I say, obviously, but. as to, you know, I know one of the daughters said some of it was hoaxed, whether it was just the levitating stuff or maybe they were all in on it and she's only saying she'd done something. Maybe it was like, you know, a practical joke that's got out of hand and now it's like, oh, mm -hmm. fuck, the police are involved. Maybe I should <laughs> just... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean if they're admitting to certain parts of uh mm. acting on that it, it's hard to believe um it's hard to know what to believe yeah and, exactly you know? exactly and it's yeah it's yeah i don't know it's almost a bit like the, the boy who cried wolf sort of thing isn't yeah. it you know mm -hmm. you, you don't know whether to believe it or not i think it's like most yeah, of the warren's cases where like it may have started out as a genuine thing and the because there had mm. to be something going on for, first of all, for the mom to call the cops and then for the cops to come over to the house and say mm -hmm. they saw what they saw. I think something was going on in the beginning. But then, yeah, I think as they got more fame and notoriety to the story and it became like a news story and people came to the house to observe and mm -hmm. check it out. And I think that kind of just fed into it more. And the girls were like, OK, well, let's put on a show yeah. then and. Yeah, maybe as the story yeah. was dying down, they're like, I'll make out your right. <laughs> You can Jump almost off the bed. like she's I'll take a picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, this was a single mother. Maybe she was struggling. Yeah. And like you said, yeah. you know, you have press showing up and people want to take pictures and do interviews. And then maybe, you know, you're like, okay, I'll do this for a couple hundred dollars. I'll come on your show and talk mm. about it. And you can see, like, maybe it's possible there could definitely be some encouragement and definitely a lot of embellishment and exaggeration going on you know uh, for fortune and glory purposes yeah and i think that's mm. a good point police so. have always been very underpaid you said underpaid <laughs> who's been underpaid uh, the police in those sort of days back then through the 70s tragically underpaid in the 80s i bet there was a lot of things that people would be like like with that last one like whatever wherever it was Maybe they were like, oh, if we make out there's this huge thing going on and then we call uh, um, Ed and Warren down, they'll look into it and then it'll make all our town better. And maybe oh. them two were just like, oh, this, this place is a shit so we don't want to do anything here. And then they were like, oh, come on. And they're like, nah, forget it. Yeah. Because yeah. from what I understand, like the, the, the girls, like apparently the, the family called them because it was like legitimate or something. 
like at first, but then when Morris came along, like, you've got to amp this up a bit more if you want like national mm-hmm. press it. And that's when they started like getting a bit fruity, apparently. But I don't know. Yeah. It all seems a bit. Mm, not sure. Yeah, I don't know about that one, especially, you know, like I said, they're admitting to faking certain parts. So uh, that one. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you on that. It's like, if you're going to make one part of it, why can't we assume you made up the rest of it? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Yep. Yep. Um, but. Or do they sort of sit there thinking, oh, if we admit to making some of it up, they'll really <laughs> believe the true stuff. And it's like, nah, that's not really how it works. Right. <laughs> that's how liars think. <laughs> But there are things that convince me a little bit, like all of the witnesses, you know, the cops, especially. um, And then there were two guys that actually came from like the Institute of Psychic Research or whatever, and they observed the girls. And they even said what you just said. I mean, they said that they believed that the girls were faking some of it, but they also had experiences that they believed were genuine, like things being thrown at them. Um, they said that they saw the girls levitating. I don't know about that one. Um, and then they, they said that they would hear disembodied voices and that they could ask this ghost questions and they would hear knocking responses and things like that. But that's all easily faked too. So it's like, who knows? Mm. And one of those guys actually went on to write a book now that I'm thinking about it. So, you know, more fodder for his book. He could have been. Mm-hmm. you know embellishing who knows so right mm, absolutely yeah that one i'm not sure about yeah that's something we find quite a lot isn't it it's, we, we can't pin it on all of them but like a lot of the times people will come on our show and be like well why would this person lie and we're like what that that person who's got three books and a movie based on them oh, I wonder why. <laughs> right what's the motive <laughs> but obviously that's not the case with all of them but we, we we get that a lot. Yeah, but like those <laughs> yeah. cops, I don't see what they could have had to gain. But either way, I think, even if it isn't. Yeah, because if anything, the cops, money. you know. But yeah. of all the ways for cops to make money, yeah, but <laughs> why would they be making Yeah, they're not going to make much money off just the one account of like, oh, I saw the fridge move. Like, you know, yeah, I don't think I don't they think made they, any they're money they're off of that. They're not going to make money off of that. But who knows? Maybe they wanted to write a book and it just never yeah. came to they be. To. <laughs> so yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You never know. You never yeah. know. Okay, so the next story is the Amityville story. Crazy one. And you guys, I'm yeah. just gonna stop. I'm just gonna give up on my notes because they're really just messing me up. So <laughs> no, <sorry. laughs> the Amityville. <laughs> is a crazy story and um i i told aaron about this but there's a documentary i watched called shattered hopes uh the true story of the amityville murders and it is an amazing documentary i mean it blew my mind the information that it had was just stuff that i had never heard before and stuff that i think a lot of people have never heard before but um basically the story starts with the defeo family um it was Ronald DeFeo Sr., his wife Louise, and then they had four children. They had, no, I'm sorry, I think they had five children. So it was Ronnie Jr., um, who goes by Butch, so I'll be referring to him as Butch. Uh, Dawn, who was the second oldest, she was 18 at the time. Uh, Allison, who was 13. Mark, who was, 
I think 11, and then John was the youngest. He was eight. And on November 14th of 1974, I want to say, um, Ron, Ronnie Jr., sorry, Butch DeFeo, went running into a bar, and he was screaming his head off saying that his family was dead, and he asked for help. So a couple of the guys from the bar followed him home, and they discovered this horrible scene. All uh, six members of his family had been shot and killed in their beds. So they called the cops. The cops came to the scene. And there were some really interesting things about the crime scene. Um, for one, all six members of the family were found laying on their stomachs in bed. Um, they had all been shot with a shotgun. And yet it didn't seem like any of them had heard anything or woken up or tried to get up out of bed. So it's kind of interesting that one person with a shotgun could move from room to room and shoot six people. And some of them were shot twice and nobody heard anything. Um, And that includes the neighbors. So the neighbors didn't hear anything that night. But what's interesting about that is that some of them would come forward later to the police and say that they heard the dog barking at like three in the morning. So they heard the dog barking, but nobody heard any gunshots. So very weird. Um, Butch DeFeo became a suspect pretty much right away. And I think at first he tried to say that it was an intruder, but he gave up on that uh, excuse pretty quickly and he admitted to doing it. But at trial, he said that he had been possessed and that he felt like he wasn't in control of his body. He felt like something had taken control of him and was doing the actions. And he also said that he was hearing voices telling him that his family was plotting to kill him. And so he had kind of acted in self-defense. So he had like multiple conflicting stories, but the takeaway is that he was possessed by demons, The house was haunted. He heard voices telling him to do it and telling him that his family was plotting. You know, so whatever you think of that. (laughs) So he was... I'm guessing there was no evidence to say that he moved the bodies. No. I guess there was no, like, blood trails or anything like that. Nothing like that. No sleeping pills. People drugged out of their their minds where they were... They didn't wake up. They tested. They tested for all of that. Um, The bodies had not been moved, and they actually did test them for drugs, and none of them had anything in their system. So, very weird. Yeah, I mean, that is odd, but I definitely attribute this to obvious mental illness. You know, I don't think there was any possession going on as far as this guy's concerned. And I think... Or good lawyer. (laughs) Yeah, I think even later on, um, I think he said, you know, him talking about uh, the haunting that, you know, the the Lutz family that moved in afterwards. I think he said that was all made up. Like, yeah. Um, so just him saying that kind of negates his claim that there was possession going on. I mean, to me personally. Well, that's... Yeah, I don't think he was possessed. I think he was just mentally That's an interesting point because I've thought about that too. Like, I agree. I don't think that there was anything supernatural going on before the murders. But after the murders, Mm -hmm. I mean, six people had died violently in their sleep in that house. So there could have been something afterwards in the house. Mm. You know, who knows? 
there definitely could have been, but just all the things that I've heard after the fact, I don't believe that story with the Lutzes. Um, you know, there's all these things that have been debunked uh, based on what was in the book, you know? Um, and I think even the, uh, the Butch's lawyer, I think, didn't he actually work on the book, The Amityville Haunting, with the, the Warrens and the Lutzes and the author? And he came out and said, uh, the story's fake. We were all drunk <laughs> and we came up with the story. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, with that, there you go, you know? Amy. But. I mean, just other you things. You should watch this documentary yeah. because everything you just said is in the documentary, but it, it gets so much crazier uh -huh. than that. Like, it's it's insane. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, What's this documentary called again? Sorry. It's called... Tiger King. <laughs> yeah. What would you say? <laughs> Tiger King. No, no. Oh, no. No, no, that, that was wicked. crazy. <laughs> that's a crazy documentary. <laughs> Um, it's called Shattered Hopes, uh, um, the true Shattered story of Alex. the yeah, Amityville I'm murders. Watch that and it's on YouTube for free. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to watch it it's too. It's so good, you guys, you should. Hopes, it's like yeah. a seven-hour documentary. It's on YouTube, you say? Huh? Is it a YouTube yeah, it's on YouTube. documentary, did yeah. you say? Yeah, Shattered Hopes. Right. Okay. It's I'll seven hours tonight, and then I'll scare myself shitless. No, well, maybe, <laughs> but... Yeah, it's seven hours long, but it's... Obviously, the film generally did fucking give me nightmares. When I first watched it, it yeah, the shit. It's the only yeah. film I've actually been fucking, you know, had real bad time with, like, genuine nightmares. Fucking, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that fucking... Ryan Reynolds' it abs is. really scare you, don't they? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oof. <laughs> Waking up in a cold sweat. <laughs> Wait, have you seen the... Have you seen the remakes? Have you been tempted? Yeah, I've seen the remakes. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. I saw it at the cinema. I thought it was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, scary yeah. movie two will always win. But yeah, they're good movies. <laughs> uh, I've never seen scary movie two, but um, I've I've heard good things it's... about the first one. Yeah. Oh, the first one's fantastic, mm. and the second one's great. They they cover the Amityville horror in that with James Woods, and it's fantastic. They do? In the second one? They do Amityville? Oh, yes. I don't remember that. Yeah, right at the beginning. Oh, oh yes. These are so good. You'll, you'll have to re-watch it. You'll, uh, you'll see soon oh, yeah, enough. Now I have to. The flies on his face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mm -hmm. well... Yeah, no, this yes. one, in, in the uh, documentary, did they go over the debunked things like, you know, the in the book, the doors and windows were torn mm -hmm. off the hinges, but mm -hmm. then later on, they investigated and they actually weren't. There was no damage to any of the hardware or anything like that. Um, you know, subsequent house owners, they said not one single thing has ever happened to them in that house. They don't believe yeah. it. Um you know, I think the Lutzes in the book, they said they called the police to report what was happening to them. But when you go back in the records, it showed that they never made one single phone call to the police. Yeah. And then the priest that so, came to the house I mean, supposedly and got screamed at and then he got in a car accident. The The priest for the family came out later and said they never called him. He never went to the house. So, yeah, uh, tons okay. of things. Yeah. Like see, that. I mean, there's just like too much going on mm -hmm. there. 
to where I don't, I really don't believe that story at all. I think, um, but I mean, but, but I am curious though, because the family did actually leave after 28 days. So you have to think, did they go into that with the purpose knowing that, Hey, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we know that this happened a year ago with the murder. So we're going to come up with this huge, fantastical story and profit off of that. I mean, that's pretty um, dedicated. <laughs> yeah, pretty dedicated plan to buy a house, move out 28 days later, knowing that you're going to make these claims of hauntings. So, I mean, there is that to consider, but Works, right. <laughs> yeah, no, you're yeah. right. It did yeah. work. So, I yeah. mean, yeah, maybe that was like, a brilliant plan so uh yeah i just i don't know i think i've just seen too many um things about how four. i think that's What's that? more power to them if they if they really came up with that it was like let's pretend that we, we're getting haunted and move out and make a killing out of this and they pulled it off i think that's a story worthy of its own movie <laughs> and i believe they got <laughs> yeah. the house a uh, real cheap price yeah, yeah, that's so they've true. Already, so, like, so it's like right. maybe if they they had money, they could. Oh yeah, let's just get this house and do. It's yeah, I mean, you never know. Anymore. It's it's very possible. Yeah, that they, they knew what they were doing. And the seven yeah. is the the seven is the ghost angels. I mean, most of these stories you've told us tonight are all from nineteen seventy four. There was definitely a ghost trend or a kick at the time. I mean, mm-hmm. right? The people were yeah. like, you know, it was a big thing. So everyone was like, let's jump on the ghost thing. The, the ghost mm-hmm. thing is, is they're popular like, hey, right they're now. making money. We could be, so, we could be yeah, the buzz that. was already, the buzz was already in the air. That's true. Yeah. No, that is That's true. true because you don't really hear yeah. that kind of thing happening anymore. Like when was the last time you heard of someone who had a haunted yeah. house and, and it became like a big story. But then again, maybe because we're. Yeah. It's never a big story. Right. But. We're just we're exposed, and there's just yeah we're desensitized, and it's just not know. a big deal anymore. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that could be it. So you know, and then one other thing, just on that story, is that I read that um, George Lutz called out um, before he called the Warrens. He called out another prominent paranormal investigator, and this guy told him that if he even suspected that any part of the story was a hoax. He said he was going to expose them. And so I guess they fired him. And that's when they called the Warrens in. And, oh. and oh, no, so guy- I know a couple who won't say a thing. <laughs> you call these guys. <laughs> these <laughs> guys will <laughs> play ball. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard that. So, that's but he actually went on to. He went on to write a book called The Amityville Conspiracy um, based on his experiences with mm. it. So that's just like another nail in the coffin right. ag- mm. against that whole story. So that one, I do not believe. Well, mm. even if you think it's a hoax, Great film, though. there are still interesting things about the case, like why did Butch kill his whole family? Um, yeah. You know, how did nobody hear mm. anything? I'm more interested in the actual murder right, than, than the, the Lutzes. Mm, yeah, the alleged haunting afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that definitely fascinates me. Like, if he did kill all yeah. of them without them waking up, I mean, fucking hell, he must have had a real, I don't know, run around the house, fucking yeah, bang, bang. Yeah, how did that happen? Know, like, but you'd think someone would wait, you know, shotguns are fucking mm. loud. Like, I, yeah. I have fired one, like, my, my, my dad's mate he's got a farm and um 
I fired a shotgun there years ago and they're fucking loud. And I know, you know, modern days you can actually get like silencers for shotguns, but we're talking about, you know, this day, yeah, not, but not fucking. But right. even those, even those silencers. Yeah, they don't do shit today. Really. Yeah. 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 They, they literally, uh, all they do really is just um, cut off where the sound's coming from. People just mm-hmm. can't tell where it's sort of like. But I wonder if the, the barking that the lady could hear next door was actually the gun going off in that big house of those big rooms, and maybe she thought it was the dog barking, and maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was actually maybe, him yeah. blasting Maybe people. a shotgun blast inside a house. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, echoing like that. Yeah, it's those big, echoes more like Yeah, a, big yeah. rooms. Well... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that yeah. was. Maybe it wasn't the dog barking. Maybe it was. She was listening to them all getting fucking killed. And that's grim, isn't it? I don't mm-hmm. know. I guess mm-hmm. it depends how old yeah, she was, because right. it's kind of hard f- for me to picture someone confusing Hearing a dog eight. with a <laughs> with a shotgun blast. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's, that is, yeah it's, it's going through two walls. I don't know. I mean, I yeah, if it's in the middle of the house, and you yeah. know, you're next door, and depending yeah. how far away the houses are from each other. But the police. Well, they're detached. I know. I know they're not. They're not semi-detached. They are. Like yeah, they're fully one another. So there's a good, a good space between them. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Mm. Um, I know that. I know they said they didn't find any drugs, but I'm wondering if there was. I don't know. Maybe he was a clever fucker, and he knew something that wouldn't show up. He was reportedly a drug so. addict, so he would have known his drugs. Mm. I mean, maybe you know. Oh, he'll, he'll know. <laughs> That's what I mean. You know, maybe in a way around yeah. it, or I don't yeah. know. And we also, test drug tests back then wouldn't have picked up every drug. They would have just, if they would have known, like, oh, we can pick this up, we can pick that up. But there could have been toxins that could get through those tests. Because if they've only got chemicals that can pick up things like, um, like morphine or right. what there's have all, you, then that's all that's going to show up. There's all things that they might not test for. Like, I mean, if someone. I wonder if they tested for alcohol. I think they did, though. I think they ran their <laughs> blood alcohol. They, they did, ran, yeah. you know, their drug tests, yeah. whatever they had back then. But, yeah, who knows? Because, like, if you were on something like Benadryl, I mean, they're not going to test for that, right? They're not going to specifically – they can't test mm. for every single drug that's out there. So, no. who knows? Yeah. Or he got a really, really lucky shot in. And it just bounced around <laughs> everywhere and got all of them. Magic bullet. Six birds, yeah, one I mean, stone. <laughs> yeah, and he, he had to make up the ghost. Do that again no, one would have believed him. no one would believe him. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I, if I told you, you won't believe me. <laughs> then we'll say ghost did it. Trust me, that's the better story. <laughs> yeah. That's an odd one. That is an odd one. I reckon the dog did it. The They're dog in did it. <laughs> That's the, always the, a good the excuse. The dog held the pillow over their heads while he shot down and it muffled it. And then he just went around the house and then the, the dog was like, oh, I won't say anything. And he was like, of course you won't. You're a dog. And that was the end of okay. that. Okay. Well, what's interesting about that is that according to this documentary, Shattered Hopes, uh, and I think Butch DeFeo even came out years later and he told this story. He said that he didn't commit the murders alone and he actually blamed his sister Dawn. So he basically said that the two of them, it's such a complex story, but this family was just super unhealthy. The dad was super abusive. Ronald DeFeo Sr. was very abusive. He had a temper. He beat his wife. She would have bruises all over her all the time. Um, He abused his older children. So Butch DeFeo and Dawn DeFeo hated their dad. 
Um, and according to him, Don actually approached him with the idea of murdering their family. And he said, well, we don't have to murder everyone. Let's just murder our parents. And so they plotted to murder the parents together. And according to Butch, he went upstairs and he murdered his mom and his dad. But then when he had gone back downstairs, his sister had actually murdered the rest of the family. And then according to him, he got so mad at her that he shot her and killed her. And what's interesting about that is that Don DeFeo actually did have gunshot residue on the front of her dress, even though she was found laying on her stomach with the blankets pulled over her. So how would she have gotten gunshot residue on her? So that's an interesting... I mean, it's hard to believe anything he says because he murdered his family and he made up all these crazy stories. Yeah. But right. there's evidence to back that version up, I guess. Yeah. I didn't even know that there was a survivor. Just, so no, just him. She no, was she just... was dead. He killed her. Oh, oh, he okay, yeah. But he, he blamed he her for her. murdering okay. the... Oh, so he got mad and killed yeah, her. Yeah, but he blamed okay, her for gotcha. murdering the siblings. So he said he murdered the dad and the mom. She murdered mm. the siblings. And then he yeah. shot her, but um, but then they didn't find an, another weapon though. Well, or but they like did that. a couple years later. Um, a handgun was found oh. in the lake or the river, or whatever the water outside the house. Um, and it was dated to be oh, from around the time of the murders. So, so there's oh, that. Okay, well, that kind of changes things, yeah. huh? Depends in what the if the wounds were all shotgun wounds. That's though, the thing. I don't know if the, there's the pellets would be inside the body. Would there be in handgun pellets as well? Did they find any? What of if that, he? Or? What if they went around stabbing all of them in their sleep in the back of the head, and then turned them over, and, and then went them. around with the shotgun to cover it up so that the so that the story seems more like, well. Why didn't anybody hear it? Then why didn't? And you got you got her next door going ah bloody dogs going mental and he's having a party next door with a shotgun. And you're saying that's why the family just, just stayed in bed and they didn't get up more and more elaborate. He already stabbed them. Yeah, just he, he'd he'd already <laughs> stabbed them in the back of the head and covered up the stab wound with a shotgun. So just to make it more and more more crazy, I said like, see, you can't have been me. <laughs> it had look, to be a ghost. Happened. All right. We'll never yeah. know because that's the thing. I don't know if the cops. You know, did the autopsies on the parents and oh, then we'll, just we'll know. decided. Chris and Aaron are onto it. Well, you guys just don't believe anything. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are difficult. Open your mind. Come yeah, on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> We've been called worse. <laughs> <laughs> and quite rightly. <laughs> At least you know what you are. Yeah. No, it, it's. It's fun to hear other perspectives. It is. Mm, but even like just, even if you take all the ghosts and stuff out of all of these stories, it's still really interesting because there's real yeah. people there who are involved. Yeah. And it's, it's like, even if it is all made up, these people actually sat down and look at the waves they made just by this little story they made together. Mm -hmm. And it's got this entire... It's, it's basically created an entire culture. Yeah, that's true. There's a huge following. And even if people love and it, what and what cultures for the most part aren't based on bullshit. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah, most most of it comes from this, you know. And it's like, yeah, cool, yeah, wicked. And then we've got people out there who are ghost hunting, and I, they're, <clears> they're all having a great time. 
And I hope people do find ghost footage so I can sit there and go, look at that. They were fucking right the whole time looking for them. But until that happens, I think you're all crazy. Yeah, it's all just stories. People's accounts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Great. And look at them. I mean, these people are going to go down in history. I mean, it's like over 40 years later and we're, mm. we're still talking about that house, still talking about the people. Yeah. So, Making um, movies. you know, yeah. 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 There's yeah. like a new oh, movie about true. it every There's few so years. Sequels. So, you know, they continue to, they continue oh, to make God, money yeah, off of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. No, it isn't. They got a little museum, which I'd love to go to. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. That's up there with like the Mothman Museum. Oh, I want to go there. I want to see the. What's like, that um, place called where the Mothman is? Yeah, or Squonkapalooza. Uh, Point Pleasant. Oh, Virginia, um, right? Point Pleasant. Yeah. 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 I want to go there. Yeah. yeah. West Virginia. Point <laughs> yeah, Pleasant. Point Pleasant. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, just off the Ohio River. So, what do you guys think of the Mothman? Real or fake? Love it, but we love it. Absolutely love it. It's a great, it's a great tourist attraction, and we we just love it because everybody there gets on with it, and they're just like, "Look at this, we've got Mothman stuff," and we're like, "Damn!" Right, all the restaurants are Mothman themed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun as hell. It's It's like when my um, brother and sister live. My um, sister and her her husband, brother-in-law. Um, they're, they're moving like, down to here soon, but they're literally around the corner from this um, like road called um, like Hitchcock Lane or something. And that entire street is just loads of stuff of Albert Hitchcock. Just like there's oh, like statues of birds like everywhere. There's little street names. Yeah, it's cool. It's like near, um, not far from you either, either, Chris, is there? There's that whole um, area where all the roads are named after like um, Lord of the Rings characters and stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So they've got like Gandalf's place and like yeah. um, Frodo's Why? way and stuff that's like that. Cool. Obviously, that's that where like old a... um, Tolkien was like, like around that sort of area. So that whole entire place is just like, yeah, I love, I love mm. stuff like that. All those sort of things. Yeah. So to go up there and see all that Mothman stuff and like that other places where where they have uh, the Hodag, just go check all that. Like, even when you go to Scotland and you just go and like talk to these people and they've got their little Nessie stories and stuff like that. Mm. I love it. I think it's brilliant. It's, and that's why I find this stuff so fun. It's not because we like to get into it and make fun of people for what they believe in. We don't give a fuck mm-hmm. anyone believes in. We, we're not right or wrong on anything, but we just... I don't know. I, I think a part of us as well, we're looking for that little something that makes someone believe. Because mm-hmm. I'm kind of jealous of people who are genuine, who genuinely believe in Bigfoot and go out looking for them thinking today is going to be the day. It's like, oh man, just have that sense of adventure. Yeah. And yeah. just, you know what I mean? It'd be like, oh, next time. But, you know, it's just, unfortunately, the boring part of my brain sits there and <laughs> just goes, yeah, but come on. Yeah, it always got to ruin it for me. <laughs> it's interesting, too, to kind of try to figure out where do these stories come from? What is going on that's making these people think that they're seeing this or or did it really happen? Or, you know, like what, what mm. leads to it, mm. you know? Like a lot of trauma and stuff, like when they're younger Maybe. and they, like they, their brain, because they can't make sense of it. Like they, their their brains, like, well, this way makes sense, and Look it's like, oh, okay, it's it was a monster stories. that lived in the attic the whole yeah, time. Maybe, yeah, and it turns out it, it was actually like the uncle who lived a little couple doors down who lived with the parents, and yeah, it was something going on. But that didn't make sense to their little brains, so it had to come mm. up with something else, and because that's how they remember it. They're like, no, that's what happened. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and then. But how do you yeah, explain grown adults? Well. Tragic as well. How do you but. explain grown adults seeing crazy things? I mean, like the Mothman had a few different people come and say they saw it and they were all grown adults. And sometimes it was more than one person yeah. at a time. I mean, there was like a car of four people who mm. said they saw it. So, I mean, what's the reason for that? Yeah. Very rural, small town, yeah. people are bored, not got much to do. Yeah, that could be. It, it, it's sort yeah. of... But I'm, I'm, it died I'm down so a lot pleased. after that collapse yeah. of the bridge, though. I'm so pleased really they did it. the first year they had that all them sightings. Yeah. And after the bridge collapsed, you know, obviously that horrible tragedy, it was sort of like... I don't know. It was almost as if people went, oh, maybe we should knock this. Yeah, it felt like yeah. disrespectful to keep talking about yeah, it or we, something. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm. But uh, no, we love it. Though. And we're, we're so glad that people made it up and it's become what it has because it's one of those things now that's going to live. It was around before we were and it will be around long after we're gone. It's, mm. That's how yeah. something can come yeah. from nothing. And as like, Chris and I as like, artists, that's pretty much how we say that well we'd, we'd like to get something and make something from nothing and see where it sort of takes off mm-hmm. to and when you, we see stuff like that almost like cultural art I mean you know it's almost like Mothman's invisible graffiti that everyone can mm-hmm. enjoy and it's like it's not hurting anybody but it's right. it means so much to everyone at the same time and that's how I feel about these ghost stories and if people mm-hmm. sit there and they're like you know but my life is looking into these then keep on going you're not wasting mm-hmm. your time because I don't believe in it you know, fill your boots, and I hope someone proves me wrong. I love seeing, finding new answers, but if someone also comes out and rules out indefinitely ghosts are not real, I'm not going to sit there and go, ha, yeah, told you. I'll just be like, oh, okay, well, that. we know that one now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And think how boring. Yeah, it all makes... Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, right, no, I was going along the same yeah, line you are. I was going to say it makes my life more yeah. interesting, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think that about holidays too. I mean, like think about Christmas and Easter and all the and Halloween and these holidays that we celebrate. How boring would life be if we didn't have these to celebrate? I mean, I don't believe that a man goes down people's chimneys and gives people presents, but Christmas is still fun. Oh, no, that's <laughs> it's still real. nice to celebrate with your hey, family. Hey, there could be oh, little kids listening. Just because I, don't I don't believe it Carolyn. doesn't mean it's not real, okay? Uh, <laughs> I just right, haven't seen exactly. the evidence that convinces me yet. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, th- I think I have evidence, so yeah. Well, I'll actually be seen uh He's Santa more elusive Claus than next week because I'm going Lapland. He's more elusive than Bigfoot. There's fewer pictures of him than there are of Bigfoot. Yeah, mm. this is true. <laughs> My brother is obsessed with Bigfoot, and he'll always text me pictures, like new pictures that someone <laughs> someone took of Bigfoot. Some of them are awful, and some of them like I, I go on Reddit quite a bit. And I, f- I purposely follow like the cryptid pages mm-hmm. and stuff and people are posting up pictures all the time and it'll be like a real blurry picture. And then these people are like doing like these red outlines. I go, yeah, that's where it is. And you're just like, <laughs> nothing. That ain't shit. Like, it's <laughs> always a blurry picture. It's, it's always never blurry. crisp. Always, yeah. No, it's always right. blurry. Always yeah. blurry. And yeah, it's, and, or it's either really blurry or it's just so CGI'd. Mm-hmm. So CGI'd, and yeah, our very first episode was actually about Bigfoot, <laughs> and there's a bloke oh, I can't remember his name. I think he's, Todd Standing. I think I want to 
say his name yeah. is. He's one of, you know, these Bigfoot uh, hunters or whatever you want to call it. And he's always one of these, oh, I've got a new picture. And it's like, all right, here we go. Let's have a look at this one. But it's, it, it's so obviously fake. And I think he's so desperate to want to believe that. Yeah, he's putting an image where there isn't like, anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, oh, it's, yeah. And like some of his in- encounters, I-, I kind of generally believe he probably maybe has, I'm not saying he's actually seen Bigfoot, but maybe when he was out in the woods, you know, he's experienced some things. And But I think he just wants people to believe so much he's sort of resorted to fake pictures. You know, I used to think that Bigfoot was fake and I was never into it. But um, I have to say, I've been kind of opening my mind up to the possibility because uh, Bobby and I interviewed someone who was like a Bigfoot hunter who had had experiences. And he also wrote a book and he had interviewed other Mm. people who had experiences. Um, And then, of course, my brother's always sending me his evidence. But I don't know. I mean, is it really so impossible to think that there could be some undiscovered creature that lives, you know, deep in places where humans just don't live and we just haven't ever fully been able to prove it? I I don't think it's impossible. Uh, The only thing I can't get behind is when people make out that Bigfoot has got portals and Oh, I was just going to get into that. that. You've ever come (laughs) Well, yeah. Do you, do you think he's got? Yeah, portal? I think he. <laughs> there I think are. he's a time jumper. I think he can um, travel in and out there of dimensions, are. and maybe that's another reason why we haven't been able to capture him. But um, yeah, maybe he's an alien. Know, I, just... I mean, who knows? And he has extra dimensional abilities. Possibly. Yeah, possibly, possibly. I don't know. There's just so much. I I'd love it to be real. If it was real. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it'd be mm-hmm. fascinating. And I still can't make up my mind on that very original, you know, the Patterson and Gimlin footage, like the OG footage. I still can't work. I'm still, sometimes I look at it and go, so fake. Then other times I look at it and I'm like, Is that the pic- that famous picture of Bigfoot where it's actually, or it's a video of him walking, right? From far away yeah, video. Yeah, it's from like the, I don't know, the 70s right. or, yeah. 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 It, it was the OG footage i and i don't know yeah, about that i don't know yeah. i can't mm. but then when you look into the whole patterson and gimlin thing like the two people that done their original footage like a few years before they he, you know he got this footage he was actually making a film about bigfoot anyway mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you start adding it all up and you're like oh yeah that kind of i don't know don't changes know. things and there's people that obviously claim to have done the fake prints and stuff and it's just oh. mm. yeah i don't know i'd love him to be real though for me one of the ones that they bring up what a lot is when they people who were saying the patterson gimbling footage because i'm like you i look at it and i think i don't know you know i don't know anything about cameras i don't know anything about film disposition or giant fuzzy um, costumes exposition or anything like that (laughs) editing yeah i don't know anything about that shit but when you see people sit there and they go oh yeah but all these like makeup artists and stuff like that for for big time movies all come forward saying it's impossible but as soon as you say to them okay who are these people right well suddenly (laughs) they've not got names oh i don't know it was I, i read it somewhere oh okay 
Brilliant. So you've got no names. We've got nameless people making huge claims about stuff. So that's one of the... But when, but at the same time, I look at it and I think, well, some of these Hollywood movies back then that had budgets looked yeah. nothing like that. Like no, nowhere the near The footage good. itself is pretty... Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, the, the, the films... Yeah, the the films. Well, even if it's faked, it's like that's they a did pretty a great good job. fake for yeah. the same reasons yeah. we were saying before. Like, look at <laughs> yeah. the ripples in culture. That that is, yeah. And like now, because of that little bit of footage, all these years later, we've still got people going through the woods looking for it. It's, I mm-hmm. think it's incredible. Good for them. Yeah, this is what sucks about all these. It almost almost makes me feel. Like, I really hope there's people out there doing the same thing. I want someone to come up with a new cryptid and be like, this is our food. What do you think? Mm-hmm. So it sucks about all these paranormal things is that even if you see real legit footage or evidence that someone brings to you, how can you ever know for sure if it's real or not? Like you'll never, ever know. Right. Yeah. Unless you We're see it for yourself know. firsthand, you know? Yeah. Particularly with AI now. Yeah, especially yeah. nowadays. Yeah. With AI and fakes it's like whoa man it's like you've seen those videos of like joe biden rapping eminem and stuff it's like what is this this is so mad and so anything now that comes out it's just like what are are we doing what is oh it's cool it's it's like it's a scary but exciting time to be alive it's crazy it's a crazy time I don't know if we're blessed or cursed to live in this time because, I mean, it's just everything. Mm. Both. Everything's yeah, crazy. You just don't know what's real anymore. <laughs> mm. No. Yeah. But. The lawyer is a mothman. You said the lawyer what? What did you say? The lawyers have mothman. We'll always have mothman. Always, yeah. <laughs> no matter what happens, they'll be. We love you, Mothman. <laughs> Keep doing your thing. So, was there what was after Amityville? Well, there's one more thing I want to tell you guys uh, about um, Amityville, mm-hmm. which is that so Butch DeFeo claimed at trial that he was hearing voices and he was demon possessed. And that's why he killed his family, right? Why would he say all those things? Why do you think he would say those things? Was there probably try and get? I don't know if the death penalty was in that mm-hmm. state or not, but maybe just get a lighter sentence, get off the death penalty, look better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if, if that's a could. thing. If you claim, uh, you know, if if he could just say, you know, he, he's saying this stuff, and the doctor say, oh no, he's schizophrenic. I, I don't know if that warrants you. Yeah, if that changes anything. Getting off from the, yeah, I'm not too yeah. sure, but oh, that's that'll probably be the excuse I would use. They didn't uh, declare him mentally <laughs> ill, huh? No, he was never. Um, I don't know if he ever went under any f- official psychiatric evaluation or anything like that, but no, he never. You know, no one ever said he was a schizophrenic or the worst thing that people said about him was that he was a drug addict um, and he was doing a lot of acid mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. So I think some people kind of blamed it on that. But the thing mm-hmm. that blew my mind about this documentary is that it explains that 
it's so complicated, but it's such an interesting story. So the DeFeo family actually had ties to the mafia. Um, they were tied to the Genovese crime family on, I think, uh, the DeFeo side of the family and then th some other crime family on the other side of the family. So they had <clears throat> mafia, they had these mafia ties and um, Luis's father actually co-owned a car dealership with, oh, I'm never going to find his name, um, but it was some, it was some big mafioso guy. It was like a Caprone, what's the word? Caprone? Cap Capo regime? Caprone. Something. Yeah. <laughs> mm, no, no, you know I'll what know I'm trying to say? He was yeah. a, uh, he yeah, was high yeah, up yeah. there in the yeah. mafia, and he co-owned this um, car dealership with Luis's mom or Luis's dad. Sorry, and then that's also where Ronald DeFeo Senior worked. So they had all these, you know, intricate ties with these mafia people. So when the murders happened and Ronald De or sorry Butch DeFeo was arrested, um, at first he was claiming that it was an intruder. Um, and then I think he, and then I think he came up with another story and he said like his, his sister killed his dad and then his mom killed his siblings and then he killed his mom. So he, he had to, these different stories, but, um, years after he was convicted, he told this documentary that, um, his grandfather came to visit him in jail and convinced him to just take the rap and just say that he did it. Because he didn't want the police to investigate and he didn't want them looking at the family any more closely because okay. um, he didn't want them just to discover the business and all these mafia ties that they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I think he even told Butch, like, you know, if you take the rap and you take the fall for this, we'll, you'll be taken care of in prison. But just, just say that you did it. So mm. that's when he came, him and his lawyers came up with the whole, you know, I was possessed story. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Is he still alive well, he today? He just or? died a couple of years ago. He died in 2021. Oh, okay. Yeah. In prison? Yeah. yeah. Um, some... Shotgun blast back of the air. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he just died of... I think he had an aneurysm or something. I don't know. He wasn't that old. He was only in his 60s. I guess prison kind of wears, you, wears you down, so... Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. But yeah, so yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch that documentary. It's really like. good. Yeah. Everyone should. It sounds, it sounds fascinating. Yeah, it's really good, and um, just like Amy was saying, uh, he also Butch DeFeo would also put the Lutzes on blast later and say that like basically he already knew them before he got arrested. Like they were kind of buddies from the bars. Him and George Lutz. And they all came up with this plan for him to buy the house. And then they would say that it was haunted and they would escape and they would write this book. And they were supposed to share whatever profits they got with Butch DeFeo. But then they wound up going back on their word and they just kept all the profits for themselves. So then he started speaking out against them. So, so yeah. There's a whole lot yeah. going on with that You just don't know what to believe, then. do you? Yeah. It's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. Yeah, basically, the whole story is... Mm. bullshit so mm. so yeah that kind of mm. ruined it for me i really liked mm. that amityville story <laughs> it was a good book <laughs> the movies were mm. good mm -hmm. yeah, yeah 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 um 
So the last case that I have to talk about, no, I'm sorry, I have two more, but we'll go quickly. Um, have you all heard of the I'm Devil sorry. on Trial documentary that's on Netflix now? I just no. saw that. No. Yeah, it's just the the devil made me yeah, do it. Yeah, that case. Yeah, yeah, um, uh-huh. yeah. I've I've heard about it. I've I've not seen um, the documentary or anything, but I've heard little bits about this. Case. Amy, did you watch it, or you've just seen the posters? Uh, yeah, I just oh, watched okay. it. Um, I thought it I thought it was good. No, it's definitely worth checking out. But um, that's another one where. It's hard to, <laughs> they start putting doubts in your head, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, no matter which documentary you watch, whatever side you watch, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, oh, there's okay. evidence oh, no, for both this is, sides. You know, so, um, yeah. There yeah. is. Anytime yeah. the Warrens come in, I pretty much start to doubt <laughs> the story. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, so you guys know the basics that... Um, this family was haunted and the little boy in the family was possessed by a demon and you know they were all freaking out they called the warrens the warrens come to the house and exercise help them to get the evidence they need to request a formal exorcism so they actually did wind up getting a real exorcism from the church on this boy um and then a couple months later the boy's older sister's boyfriend murders his landlord and then when he goes to trial they try to use the excuse of that he was possessed by a demon um and i think the judge actually said that he couldn't use that as an excuse that they weren't going to do that so he wound up i think he wound up pleading temporary insanity or something like that but he claimed that he didn't remember anything and there like amy said there are interesting things that kind of convinced me that it could be and then there's evidence that convinces me that it's not but basically um the family the family was the two parents and then the older sister debbie um and then there were three younger brothers and david was the youngest and he's the one who was possessed i think he was 12 years old at the time and then there was Arnie, the guy who murdered his landlord, who was Debbie's boyfriend. So Debbie and her boyfriend were moving into this new home, and the family was helping them to move in. And David said that he got a really bad feeling from the house right away, and he asked his mom if they could leave. She said, we'll leave after we unpack. So he went upstairs to unpack some boxes or whatever, and he said that he felt like he wasn't alone in the room. And then he said he got he was pushed onto the bed by something invisible, and he saw a demonic face just staring at him with these black eyes. And then for the rest of the night, um, he was trying to tell his family about it and they kind of weren't believing him and they were like, yeah, whatever. But um, he said that the demon kept telling him to beware. And when his brother asked him, beware of what? He said, he wants my soul. So that's an interesting thing for a 12 year old to just say, and apparently he really believed it because he seemed genuinely scared. So I think that that's kind of interesting. Like, why would he make all of this up out of nowhere for no reason? But um, the family yeah. says that, I can't remember. Oh, I think it was a couple more weeks or days of David complaining about this demon. And the mom decided to call a priest to bless the house. And the night after the priest had blessed the house, The family said that the whole house was shaking 
and they all ran into the parents' bedroom, and the house was shaking, 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 and David was freaking out, and he was screaming, and he was saying, close the door, don't open the door, and he kept saying, he's here, he's here. And then after that, things just progressively kind of got worse. So a neighbor of theirs recommended to them that they call the Warrens, and they invite the Warrens to come check it out, and Ed Warren tells them they have a demon, and they really believed that uh, David was possessed. So they started recording videos and audio of him to get evidence to be able to show the church so that they could get the exorcism. Um, and so there are like there are photos out there and there's recordings and there's videos you can watch that are they're pretty disturbing. I mean, they are kind of scary because you see David like writhing around on the floor and he's screaming and he's cursing and he's you know, calling his parents names and stuff. Mm. But, you know, then again, is it just a kid who with issues who's faking it or does he just have something yeah. mental going on? So mm. who knows? I know there's there's, oh. there's some like audio clips and footage of um, that that German girl. Anna, uh, Anna Lise? Anna, Anna Lise. I can't remember the last name. Oh, she, had, she had something ridiculous like... 60-odd exorcisms. Yeah, 68. Yeah, didn't she wind up, like, yeah. starving to death or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she, she had epilepsy and she had some other things going oh, on. And, right. yeah, I've seen some... We we done we watched some footage of that and it is horrible to watch. Yeah, they basically yeah. torched her for a few months. Right. Oh. Well, they did, essentially, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like um, everyone so, feeds yeah. into her delusions, right? Because she thinks she's possessed, and the family was hyper religious, so they believe that she was possessed, and so it's like they're yeah. feeding yeah, off of each yeah, other. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's a sad case. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Annalise McHale was it? Yeah, that sounds Something right. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if there was anything similar with this young twelve-year-old boy. Um, yeah, I don't. What so on the documentary? What are the arguments? They're so like poo pooing it then. Well, his own brother, Carl, said uh, the whole thing was fake, and he he did not believe his brother was possessed. Um, he was saying that you know there'd be times where David would be having what was you know a de demonic episode, and the dad the dad actually didn't believe it either. Is what it sounded like in the yeah. documentary. So like the dad would come out and yell at David. And tell him to knock it off, mm. and David would stop. Yeah. So, um, you know, they seemed the the dad. Um, I believe thought that David was just mentally mm. ill, so he did not believe it was a demonic possession. But um, be a bit of attention seeking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I even read mm. that David actually was put like into uh, or sent somewhere. And you know he improved, but um, but it's interesting. Yeah, his older mm. brother Carl does not believe any of it. He said the Warrens actually came to the house and they would sit there and talk in front of David about things that could occur. Like, oh, he may start hissing, he may start growling, and so and the, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah that's doing it. That's your that's cue. What, exactly. And so Carl was saying, "Oh, of course." Right after that, David starts yeah. hissing. He starts Plant growling. Like, <laughs> yeah. So he um, he did not believe it, 
And um, he said he felt that the Warrens actually came and ruined the family's lives. Like, um, you know, I think they wrote a book and they said the family was going to be rich. And I think I read that they made the Warrens made like 80. Yeah, the Warrens made 81,000 and then the boys family made 4,800. So um, I think Carl actually tried to sue them later on, but it, it was dismissed. But um, I think what was also interesting in the documentary, they talk about how um, he found like some like a diary that the mother had been keeping. And I guess apparently she was actually putting Somonex in everyone's food, which is like a sleeping mm-hmm. pill. And he said like she would eat her food separately from everyone else but one of the side effects of somonex is hallucinations so um you know there there's that part of it that okay all the stuff that was happening to david is that because of all the somonex he had been you know taking so um that is also another you know of course you know you watch the documentary and you know it's usually one-sided and you know you you start to oh okay then maybe that wasn't maybe he wasn't really possessed so Mm. i'd have to watch another documentary with you know Mm. showing that oh yeah he was definitely possessed and i maybe changed Mm. my mind but after seeing this one i'm like oh i don't know about that one you know i do find the possession things quite fascinating but I know sometimes a lot of the time it is sort of put down to mental disorder. I'm not saying that is the case with this one. He may well have truly been um, possessed. Again, I'd have to watch a few documentaries on it. What's interesting about so, possessions is that they only ever seem to happen to people who are super religious. So why mm. why is that? I wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, because isn't it technically you would think it would happen to people that, yeah, that aren't religious don't believe right, right? Yeah. yeah but yeah. it does always seem like super religious and aren't they usually catholics yeah. too i mean all the ones or that Christian. i've seen they're always catholic so it's it's almost like they yeah. have some sort of like a paranoia a religious paranoia and they just think that they're not a good enough person and or whatever they're scared of whatever and then Maybe mm. they've got some mental issues going yeah. on and they just associate it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Pretty fascinating though. But um, yeah. but I definitely am not discounting any of the demonic possessions. I, I do I actually do believe that people um are going through that and have been legitimately possessed, in my own opinion. Um, just as far as this one. I'm not quite sure about that one, though. Well, the the interesting part about this case is, do you think Arnie Johnson was possessed? Because after they did the exorcism on David, supposedly Arnie was telling the demon, you know, leave him alone, pick on someone your own size, whatever. And then he became He said, come into me is what he said. Uh, Yeah, you know what? I don't believe that for one second. I do not believe that he was possessed because I think I even heard that he was like a very jealous boyfriend. Yeah, there's stories. Possibly he suspected there was something going on between his girlfriend and the landlord that he killed. Um, But the Warrens did, after the exorcism, the Warrens actually went to the Brookfield police and they warned them about Arnie and they said, hey, something bad might happen involving this 
this guy, so watch out. So mm-hmm. I think that that's interesting that even before the murder happened, the Warrens had already gone to the police and told them about Arnie. But yeah. Mm. I, that is interesting. No, and then there's there's also point. after yeah. he murdered his landlord, um, when the police found him, they said that he was just walking on the side of the highway kind of like dazed. And when they stopped him and told mm. him what had happened, he didn't remember any of it. He said he didn't remember. He actually didn't even believe them at first. Um, they told him that he had killed his friend or his landlord or whatever. And he was like, no, I didn't. Like, what are you talking about? But, you know, who knows if that's, if he genuinely didn't remember it or yeah. not. So That's a tough one because I think actually the family was behind the, him yeah, for the most were. part. I don't know about Carl, but it sounded like none of them believed that he, or they all did believe he was mm-hmm. possessed and people said it was so like out of his character, I guess. So, I mean. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Mm. It's on Netflix, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it? The the devil made me. What's it called? The devil, the devil on trial. On trial devil I think on trial. It, that's it. Devil yeah. on trial. Yeah. There's a part where the. Yeah. That'll be another one to my watch list. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's interesting, yeah. and especially mm. if you don't know anything about the case. Like I really, I had heard of it, but I didn't know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, I only know tiny little yeah. bits. Mm. About it, yeah, so. But there is yeah. a really funny part where, um, and Amy kind of already got into this, but the older brother, Carl, said that one night um, David was having one of his episodes and he was writhing around on the floor and screaming and cussing out his mom. And the mom was, I think there's actually a recording of it. You can hear the mom saying, leave my son alone, leave my son alone. And then the dad comes out and picks David up and smacks him on the face <laughs> and says, knock it off. And then Carl, the older brother, Carl says, mm-hmm. well, it's just interesting because after that he went and just sat on the couch and was quiet. So, you know, it seems like this demon was kind of afraid <laughs> of our dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So that's all it takes is right. the dad. Knock it off. Know, has to laugh him up a little bit. Oh, fuck, that takes right. care of that. <laughs> oh, it's gone now, the right? demon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, don't, you don't need an exorcist. Just have dad participate <laughs> yeah. a little bit more, you know? Just needs some discipline. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. There's one more case, guys. Cool. This is the last one I have. Um, yeah. Have cool. any of you seen the Haunting in Connecticut movie? A long I time ago. Yeah. Okay. A little bit. It's yeah. a good one. Um, I like that movie. But this movie is based off of the Snedeker family. And, um, you know, it's it's exaggerated, obviously, but a lot of it is true. So the Snedekers bought this house in Connecticut uh, in the 80s. And basically, their older son had Hodgkin's disease. And so they were trying to find a home that was closer to the hospital where he was getting his treatments. So they found this home. And it was a, it's a big, beautiful house. I mean, you could look it up online. And um, they move in. And then they find out that the house used to be a funeral home and they find all this stuff in the basement that they that was left there. Like they find like a, what's that called? Like a, you know where they do autopsies, those tables where they do like autopsies and stuff. Yeah, like a slab or whatever. They find one of those. They find like a coffin hoist and like all these tools or whatever that they would use. So the family finds out that it was a funeral home, and um, after that, things started happening in the house. 
um, the son who was going through treatment started having hallucinations and he would see people in the house that weren't there. And they said that his personality changed and he became really like isolated and like aggressive and angry. Um, and then the family lived with, so it was the mom, the dad, the son, and then two of their nieces lived with them. So the girls were also seeing things. The younger girl said that she would see people in the house. And she said that at night she would see three people standing around her bed. Um, and lights would flicker in the house and, you know, they'd hear noises and whatever. But at first the parents really weren't, you know, they weren't paying attention to it. They didn't care. Um, but then the mom, Carmen, started experiencing things. So she said that she would feel like people touching her. Um, some other weird things would happen. Like I think she was mopping the floor and the water turned into blood or whatever. And uh, so they call the Warrens and the Warrens come to the house and they do their investigation. And Lorraine Warren basically tells the family that, yes, the house used to be a funeral parlor, but the owner of the funeral parlor was like abusing the bodies. And so these mm -hmm. spirits were restless and they were angry because of that. Mm, so that's their story, you know, but yeah, supposedly there was necrophilia going on. Yeah. That's what they said. they said. Yeah. Is that, is that like, for fact, like, is it on record that that was the case? Or is it just the Warrens coming oh, up? That's just yeah. Lorraine. That yeah. That's just Lorraine's psychic abilities telling telling us uh, that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what she, that's what she said. said. <laughs> yeah, that is a another tough one. Um, well, there's there's more. You know, I mean, I, I I think there was stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah go ahead. Carmen and her niece said that they would feel people like groping them. And then, I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh at this, but what? the husband and the wife both said that they were raped and sodomized by these entities at night in their beds. Um, so obviously things were getting worse yeah. and worse. <laughs> I thought the shot was bad. <laughs> See, you want to change your answer now, right? But um, they called the Warrens. The Warrens tell them all this stuff and they do like a blessing on the house. Mm -hmm. And Carmen says that during this blessing, it was like there was like a tornado in the house and just the whole house was moving and shaking and windows rattling. But then all of a sudden it was quiet and peaceful. And um, so I guess the negative energy had left. And she said after that, they still mm -hmm. kind of felt like there was a presence there, but it just wasn't like a, a malevolent present. It was like the good spirits left. So, but <laughs> I'll, I want to see what you guys think. And then I, I want to tell you what their landlady had to say about it. So what do you guys think? <clears throat> All I'm getting in my head is images of a little lady going, this house is clean. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're way off. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I just, the, the way, I don't know. It's just, Whenever these Warrens get involved, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, they have a way of stumbling into these things, don't they? Yeah, and just making everything worse, it seems like. It seems like yeah. things Seems to be a trend, yeah. doesn't it? Things just get worse. Yeah. Fuck it up even more, and then yeah, just make a book. Exactly. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's embellish the story a little bit. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I, I kind of feel sorry for the actual people in a way, because what if, let's say, like, these hauntings and possessions are actually happening. You've got Ed and Warren turning up going, this is what's happening. We'll write it all down. We'll take a load of money. Cheers very much. So, okay, but what's happening with the family that needs help still? Are they are they okay? Are they still being tormented? Is there still hauntings? Are these people, they- have these people been helped? You know, mm. it, it yeah. doesn't seem like, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. And well, it's like, why do they need a, a priest to come bless the house? If it's that simple, just every town's yeah. got a priest. Just why call up and go, oh, I'm really man. sorry about this. You may not believe in it, but mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't see, and I, I can't imagine Ed and Lorraine doing it for free either. Well, that's, I think I read they did they did do it for oh, yeah. free, actually. Oh, that's and okay. they said that um, sometimes they would actually use some of the the money from the book proceeds and they would actually help some of the families oh, so there, yeah. there is that i've heard the you know, arrangement I mean, we'll make it look like charity afterwards <laughs> yeah good one i've yeah. heard the opposite i've heard <laughs> that these families felt kind of taken advantage of and used by the warrens in a lot of cases and um yeah yeah i'm sure they weren't you know they probably could have done their own yeah, thing I mean, and made all the money and not the, the warrens, warrens you know them, yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean i have heard that too but this is the case where um they did um did they write up oh no no they didn't write the book Someone somebody else wrote, else a, book. wrote yep. a book yeah ray garden yep. i think it's called in a dark place and he's the one that actually came out and said he was having trouble writing the book because the family members were all on drugs, so all of their stories were completely um, inconsistent. And so when he told Ed Warren this, that's when he said, hey, all these people are crazy. Do what you have to do to finish the story. Make it as scary as you could possibly yeah. be. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's that's and, a tough one. Mm-hmm. And then he also said um, that they switched from being ghost hunters to demons after yeah. the Exorcist movie came out. Demonology, yeah. So, yeah, I guess. Um, the mm-hmm. Warrens, also, they wouldn't charge the families, like, they wouldn't charge them anything for their quote-unquote help, but uh, they made money off their books. You know, they got... Eventually, they would yeah, get movie there, deals. There was a contract. Yeah. And also, they would yeah. be paid to, like, go on tours and, like, speak at colleges and, and do, you know, mm-hmm. speeches and stuff. So, their fees for that went up the more famous they got. So, they they were making money for yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah, but all of that aside, why would they lie? <laughs> <laughs> What's the motive? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I kind of uh-huh. feel like they might have started off with honest intentions and then by like the 70s when they Mm -hmm. started getting popular i feel like the fame might have got to their heads a bit and they started Mm. just sort of you know let's just tv appearances yeah let's let's add these bits you know um that's that's how I yeah. feel about it too. Like maybe in the beginning they genuinely mm. wanted to help people and they were genuinely interested in in this ghost stuff, but the more yeah. famous they got, the mm-hmm. more they 
wanted to yeah. be famous and make money, so kind of use it. Yeah, they were definitely uh, master self promoters, yes. <laughs> and but I mean, yeah, I believe they they did have a lot of knowledge and. I do believe that they believed in what they did, but like you said, I just think as time went on, they started getting a little bit greedy and I don't know, maybe just didn't have the best intentions as yeah. that continued I mean, to happen. Yeah. Whether you love them or hate them, they were like the pioneers of mm-hmm. paranormal investigations. Yeah, know? that's true. Absolutely. Like they opened the door for people to to be interested yeah. in this stuff and they made it more like mm. or less mm-hmm. taboo, I guess, to be talked about. So that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that last case. It's, it's just like. There's always something, though, isn't there? It's like, oh, this happened. But it turns out the families are just an absolute massive crackheads, like all of them. <laughs> and it's like. Yeah. Oh. And there's no evidence. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There always seems to be when something. When Ed and Lorraine like, Warren come in and say, oh, it's this. Like, I mean, she came in and said the, the funeral parlor was abusing the corpses. She. There's nothing to say that she literally just made, I mean, I'm not going to say she made it up, but there's nothing to support that. She's just telling people that. No. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it might have happened. I mean, yeah, he said it. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, I'm sure, you know, we're going through the most famous and maybe the controversial ones, but I'm sure with as many cases that they investigated, there's also ones where people have said, oh, yeah, they came in and helped me and, you know, my life changed for the better. So, That's you know, true. I mean, we didn't go into any of the, those stories, but I'm sure that with as m- many as they were involved in, they probably did help some people. But, I mean, I guess one weird thing, another maybe exaggeration on their part was they said they helped, like, they did like 10,000 cases or yeah, something Yeah, I thought like I read 100,000 or mean, something. And it's like, you don't have time to do all of that. Like, what are you talking about? Right. If you did one case a day <laughs> um, and it's 10,000 cases, like I did the math, that's like over 27 years. Yeah. You're Like, you're not taking any time off. And I would imagine that doing um, investigations like this probably last a lot longer than one day. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I mean, while I don't doubt that they did work on a lot of cases, 10,000, or I don't know, like you, you said, maybe yeah, it's hundreds. I, I read 10,000. Cause that's um, way crazy. That's still, yeah. A hundred thousand. <laughs> no way. That, to me, that sounds impossible, <laughs> but even 10,000 um, sounds a little impossible to me. I don't yeah. know. That's just me personally. Mm. So uh, I I do think there was a lot of exaggeration on their part, but but I don't doubt that they probably helped a lot of people. Yeah, ten thousand sounds ridiculous. That that sounds like a bloke's exaggeration as well. I reckon Ed mm-hmm. was behind that figure. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's not a woman's exaggeration. That's a bloke's exaggeration. <laughs> telling you I now. think he is the one that said <laughs> it. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. Uh, <laughs> makes sense. It'd be yeah. interesting to know what uh, um, James Randi thought of the Warrens, because he was great. He, he was great. He, he dedicated his life to debunking like supernatural fraudsters and stuff. He's also known as the Amazing. Was he Randy. around the same time as them? And there's a, there's a, oh, I'm yeah, sure he, he only did, died then. recently. He was 92. It was only a few years oh. ago that he passed away. But he he was like 
he went after like loads of people. Like, there was a there's a great documentary about him on YouTube. I can't remember what it's called now, but um, he went after he Yuri on, Geller, didn't he? Like yeah, Lu- yeah. Yuri Geller, the the, the um that the spoon bender mm-hmm. guy, and like you know he was like after him all the time, and he went mm-hmm. after loads of like yeah. different ev- evangelists who claimed they could help you, like they heal you with the power of Jesus. He went after loads of them, so I'd be amazed to know what he thought of the uh, of the Warrens. Oh, they. Yeah. If, if he had yeah. any opinions on them. They definitely yeah. had critics and there were, I mean, there's actually a society. It's, I can't remember what it's called. I know it's NESS, something skeptical society. And that's literally what they do is they try to like disprove all this paranormal stuff with like a reasonable oh, is explanations. That the, is, that the, the new, is that the New England? Yeah, yeah. 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 New Society England Society for Psychic Research. Well, that's basically. the one that Ed yeah, and Lorraine yeah. founded. Something. But then there's yeah. another one. I've heard about those guys. There's another one that's oh, the Skeptical yeah, Society. Right, right. And they literally would just go after Ed and Lorraine Warren and try to debunk every single one of their claims and their cases. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think there's the one about Ed had supposedly taken a, a video of a ghost in the cemetery. And so an interviewer from the, it's called the Skeptical mm-hmm. Society. Yeah, I think that's it. He asked if he, um, Ed could send him the video or I don't know, picture or whatever. And Ed refused. The only way they could see it is if they went over there and he showed it to them in person. Played admission um, to the museum and then you right. can have a look at the... <laughs> Yeah, like he, he, they wanted to shadow them on investigations and Ed would not allow it. So kind of have to one, wonder about that. Like, why not just allow them to come yeah, so you could prove real, them why wrong, don't you just right? let them see the yeah. evidence. Yeah, just telling them no, that just kind of fuels the, yeah. the you know, yeah. the, you just don't believe it. There was another that, guy but, from the um, Skeptical Society or whatever, and he said that, you know, any time that, Ed and Lorraine Warren had like a recording and there would be like a malfunction with the device. They would be like, oh, that's impossible. It's a demon or it's a ghost messing with the tape recorder. And they were like, <laughs> no, that happens all the time. Like the the thing just malfunctions like it's normal. So, yeah, that's what we're going to have to start saying whenever we have technical <laughs> difficulties. A ghost. <laughs> oh, my God, that's a good idea. <laughs> Get more listeners. Yeah. <laughs> well, the same with that, um, that Todd Standing guy I mentioned earlier, the Bigfoot and stuff. The, the, the amazing stuff always seems to happen when his it, camera's off. It's like, oh, you, you guys exactly. missed it. And it's like, I've got the camera on now, but it's not going on now. But oh, you should have seen. Oh, it was crazy. It's like, oh, these yeah. ghosts yeah. and these Bigfoots always <laughs> seem to know when the camera's pointing at them and, and they know when uh-huh. to. They're so yeah. smart. Learn my activate. <laughs> But see, maybe he just jumps into one of his portals. Turning on their predator armor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's funny. But yeah, so <laughs> the um for the Snedeker case, the landlady, it was so, I just think this is so funny. So the landlady came out after they released their book, and I think they did a few interviews, and they also did like a Discovery Channel documentary about the case. And the landlady came forward and said that she thought, the whole story was ridiculous. She said that no one who lived there before or after the Snedekers had any complaints. And then she also said, uh, I guess she said that the family had lived there for two years. And I guess that being raped by demons wasn't a good enough reason for them to break their lease. So 
I kind of have to side with the landlady on that one. It's kind of suspicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it does it does say in the lease, like if you get yeah, raped by good. demons, it's not leave, my problem. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Get your deposit back. If anything, that's a, that's a, that's a perk. Yeah. Uh, you ever see that movie, The Entity? Where that lady's getting yes, a, like, a that is the, stuff. That's, that's the scariest movie. movie. Yeah. That was I, that's uh, the loosely one. based on a true story. The lady said she was getting raped a lot by ghosties and stuff. And her kids were saying yeah. like, that they were watching as these uh, ghosts were raping her and they were like tearing her clothes off. And they were like, her mum's not going to tear her clothes off and start screaming and rolling around pretending to be fucked in front of us. This really happened? Yeah. And, oh yeah. my God. Yeah, it's really, yeah, yeah. It's really, that's really the one crazy. Remember when we were talking about our top five horror movies? I said that was number one yes, on I my list. Yes, I still haven't watched it. one of the most terrifying. I need to. Yeah. Damn good what is film. it based off of again? Yeah. Yeah. It's, hard that... to, it's, it's hard to find. Um, it's me... uh, Doris Bither. Oh, okay. Doris Bither. And uh, yes, she's yeah, Doris... Culver City. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Culver yeah. City is supposed it's to be haunted, so. I mean. Oh, well, there you go. That checks out. <laughs> yeah. No, it... um. Yeah, I thought it was one of the scariest movies that I've ever seen. I don't know how it's held up with the test of time. That was 1983, but I still cannot bring myself to watch that movie because I thought it was so terrifying. So I don't know. Check it out and see. I don't know. Maybe it's cheesy nowadays, I but I, I, I don't know. Absolutely. I've got it yeah, on, the music, on DVD. Oh, that pounding music every time mm. something happens oh, is like just adds to the intensity of the, mm-hmm. the story so yeah, they recorded they recorded that by um uh, rattling a headboard apparently so it's like the sound of sex but they're using it within the uh, soundtrack and stuff like a soundscape and just like making it deeper but so well, that's not scary like that, it's a really good film but um <laughs> it holds up really well i, I watched it literally a few months ago and like, oh, the okay. way they do it like you can see the invisible hands on her body groping her oh, it's done yeah. really really yeah. well yeah, it's a very it was good. Very film. good. I'll I'll have to check it out again yeah, when I, I am brave enough. Movie. But um, well, I mean, I think mm. Martin Scorsese said one of the most terrifying to his top ten of most terrifying movies. So definitely add that to your list. And it's got boobies in it, so everyone wins. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but not in like a sensual <laughs> situation, though. Do you really want to see boobs under those being raped by ghosts? <laughs> boobs is boobs still counts <laughs> well i don't think they were real boobs though because you know they had to use a prosthetic and the hands going over so they were fake boobs still counts now i really want to see oh, this men, men don't care if they're fake <laughs> yeah they did men look really real don't care. Yeah. yeah men, men don't, men care, if don't care if they're fake okay. <laughs> it can be written on the made in china and we'll still stare at them and be like it's fine <laughs> that's hilarious Okay, yeah, so check it out for Barbara Hershey's uh, fake boobs <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. Fake boobs and demon sex. Everything, Everything in there, right there. The movie. Yep. Mm, yeah. And the color blue. That's a, that's a lot in the movie. Everything's blue. Yeah, the cover is blue. I just looked it up. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. A lot of blue filters. To make it scary. Yeah, really good. So that's a. Uh, uh, maybe, possibly. The dude in it with a beard. Ron Silver. Yes, Ron Silver. Oh, there you go. Uh, Chris, Ron Silver. That's your boy. He was in Time Cop. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, remember? Brilliant film, Time Cop. Yeah. Yeah, mate. The one with Jean Claude. Jean Claude. Yeah, the one and only. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like Looper, but way better. Hmm. <laughs> I don't care if I've seen this entity film or not. Oh, it's good, man. It's worth all. Well, when you come down, it's hard to get older because they don't stream it everywhere because Britain's well, still a bit, why, yeah, 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 Britain's still a bit funny about uh, putting it out. But um, uh, yeah, next, next time you're down, mate, I'll chuck the DVD at your head and you can take that back with you and you and Colby can have a film night. <laughs> his son is that his son? <laughs> yeah, he's ten. Yeah, father and yeah. son, not a family movie. Yeah, it's, it's called Tentity. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. <laughs> so, what's the verdict, oh, you guys? What do we think of the Warrens? Were they legit? Well, I'm 100% sold. <laughs> we convinced you, yes. <laughs> You're a believer. All the way. Yeah, I think there are a couple yeah. of very, very clever con people, but at a, but like I say, that's going by what I've seen, heard, and read, and sort of looked at. But at the same time, you, you can't deny the uh, the history that's come of it, and just mm-hmm. like the ripples it's made. It's this is how legends come out, you know. And it's just one of those things. And who knows? Maybe in like three hundred years, when this story gets distorted, and who knows what else, they'll be deified as some amazing saints right. or something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You never yeah, know. that's true. Like, anything yeah. could happen. Oh. I mean, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger was governor. Who saw that? Hey, he wasn't bad, okay? That's very true. He was a good guy. He was oh, an okay he's governor. Been okay. <laughs> he's been a big... Yeah, he done all right. From what I remember. He was, he was in Predator in the Terminator. Of course he was a good <laughs> guy. You can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, what are you, you going to do? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, had it going. But yeah, for me... Yeah, I'm not convinced on any of the ghost hunting stuff because I just, for me, I, it's hard enough to get me to believe in ghosts. And when you start bringing demons into it, I just, I don't know. I just, I, my mind immediately goes to Ghostbusters. <laughs> mm, can't you know, there's no serious. one here, only Zool. And I just think, ah, yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it's like you say, it's like they didn't get into demon stuff until after The Exorcist came out, which, again, fantastic movie. And it was the same with like um, a lot of these alien abductions as well. When they were describing what the aliens looked looked like and things like that, it's like well, people are. It was only after um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind that people started using this description. Yeah. It mm-hmm. keeps happening, and it's okay. Well, whatever next, you know. And it's the same with the whole Slender Man thing as well, you know. But, which again, I, I love the whole Slender Man thing. It's it's great fun. It's an urban myth, and like we we like the Bunny Man as well. That's a cool one. But they're just cool stories. And when people, I think when people get too much into it, it's like don't don't take the fun out of it, you know. Because when people start looking for it to be real, that's when people start finding the holes. And it's like no, just let it be a story that people are like, yeah, let's let's not get hung up on things like evidence and shit like that yeah. sometimes a fun story is just a fun story you know there's bridges of trolls living under him and there's a lake of a dinosaur in it. let's just <laughs> just leave it at that you know enjoy the magic mm-hmm. that's true i didn't really uh what about you chris think about the 
Uh, that's sort of the same for me. Um, but like I said earlier on, I think they probably started off with honest intentions, and I just think fame got to the head. And in a way, I, I don't really blame them. You well, know, money's money, they, right? Yeah, money's money. And obviously, a scary book's going to sell more than, you know, a fucking, a normal, you know, a book that ain't scary, you know, that's the whole point. So I don't really blame them for it in a way. But at the same time, it's not necessarily right, is it? <laughs> well, if people's lives got ruined, that's where it kind of... I kind yeah. Because any other time I'd be like, oh, well, where's that harm? Who gives a fuck? But when you've got people coming forward saying these people ruined our lives and it's drawn... Like a lot of these families don't talk to each other because of the backlash and the fallout from it all. Mm. And, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, can't really get in on that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a bit different if they, you know they were using these, you know, if they'd done it as their own sort of fiction novel or whatever, but yeah. where they're sort of, yeah, saying, oh, yeah, and, you know, this is what happened or whatever, I just, mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, like you said, you can't deny what they've done for the community. Whether you love them or mm -hmm. hate them, so oh, yeah, their names are in the history books, now. yeah, yeah, that's it for better or for worse, you know. Yeah, I almost yeah. feel like they ruined yeah, it because they did get the publicity to the stories, which got the stories fame not fame, I don't want to say that, but I mean, it got the family's story out, but at the same time, it's like yeah. they kind of came in and ruined it because. It doesn't seem like yeah. they were totally honest and credible. And I just, I wonder what would have happened if they had never been involved. Would these cases still have gained some attention just for being what they were without the Warrens having to come in and add mm. to it? And then maybe people would even take yeah. it more seriously. But, but then on the other hand, they were so famous at that time for being these ghost hunters that, you know, it did draw a lot of attention and people did really believe it. So. What do you think, Amy? Sorry. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I I don't like um, hearing the stuff about you know all the exaggerations and ruining people's lives, but you definitely cannot discredit um, what they've done for the field, and you know making it more just a mainstream thing. Like people were probably more ridiculed in the past, but them coming out and you know, having this out in the media and um, I think maybe people feel more comfortable talking about this kind of stuff. Yeah. So uh, I think they are def definitely important um, contributors. So I don't think uh, like I, I don't discount that as far as that's concerned. I think they're, they're important. That's true. Yeah, they've got their place in history. Yeah. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. I think that's cool. I wonder if they mm -hmm. really believed yeah. their own stories. Like, I wonder if they really genuinely believed that all these cases were demon-possessed, or I wonder if they kind of knew what they were doing. They, they were rolling on their bed <laughs> naked with all the money. <laughs> exactly. Just throwing yeah. it in the air and laughing. Suckers. I feel ah, like... the fool yeah. strange, just diving into the fucking... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
That's uh, that's an interesting question. I personally feel like they probably didn't believe mm-hmm. all of it, but any little thing, of course, they're gonna go the route of, oh yeah, you're it's right. a haunting, yeah. or oh you're I possessed, old, you know, the old dollar yeah. signs all lit up <laughs> in their eyes and yeah, yeah. yeah rubbing their hands together. Don't know, in one of the movies, try to make they try to make them seem a bit more legit, like they show mm-hmm. Ed fixing someone's head, like pipe or something yeah. going, oh, this happens all the time, and it's like, he wouldn't have done that. He would have turned up and been like, yeah, that's a ghost <laughs> that's a in demon. the pipes. 100%. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah. Yeah, you got, yeah, you got demon babies in your pipes, love. Oof, you get the part, <laughs> but they ain't in. Won't be till next week. <laughs> yeah, Oof, and if I got one from the van, that's all the way over there, mm. you know. So, yeah, so, what it is. but it was interesting. It was Hell definitely fun. <laughs> I, um, I feel like the more you look into it, uh, the more yeah. boring of a story it is because you kind of realize, like, oh, they made it all. They not all of it, but they made the interesting parts up. So, yeah, yeah. but it yeah. makes for good entertainment. I mean, look at the Conjuring series. Those are good you movies. know, hey, without yeah. them, we wouldn't have these fantastic movies. So That's true. Yeah, we're talking about it today. Yeah, that's as well, true. You know, mm. if they weren't interesting, we wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's so. a great one, and mm-hmm. it, and that's one of those ones as well. Like growing up in England, you always heard about the Enfield House and stuff like because of, like there would always be documentaries on TV and they thing like you know oh, we'll remember the most haunted like case in England and that got because like they they constantly showing like the newspaper clippings from like the daily mail and the sun and stuff like that and you know you can see like even in like your mind's eye you can remember the photos of the street outside and like the the, the girl jumping on the bed and because we all know she was jumping and just you know that kind of stuff it's just yeah but like i say it's even if it is all bollocks it's it's bollocks that actually happened if that makes sense <laughs> you know these people actually the people involved are real people it's no, I love it. It's great, and I'm I'm glad we have these kinds of stories and that we have these kinds of conversations about said stories. Was there anything you needed to add there, Elder Chris, my friend? Um, no, not really, mate. To be honest with you, mm. well, I think our our first episode with our first female guest <laughs> has gone very well. Oh, we're the first female guest? Yeah. yeah. You are indeed. What? <laughs> I know. Showing our diversity. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, it was a good uh, yeah, so, good episode, you guys. I think we cracked the case. And uh, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> 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 yeah, where's our yeah, movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, we didn't uh, change Chris or Aaron's minds or anything like that, but it made for some good conversation, and it's always yeah. fun to hear yeah. uh, the other other mm-hmm. alternative uh, yeah. yeah belief. So, so it, yeah, was, why, it was good. That's why we do this. <laughs> so it's yeah. and it's it is great when our guests turn up and they've got all the work for us. Brilliant. <laughs> So if, as, far, as far as I'm concerned, there, any other future guests listening, the bar's been set now. You've got to try and beat Strange Darkness Radio because they turned up with all the gear. I mean, how long has this? How long have we been recording for? I think two hours. It's oh my god, three, over hours. three hours. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I think okay. ten minutes was probably 
us waffling on just beforehand. Yeah. yeah. yeah Our guests don't normally hours. bring that much homework. No. It was oh. well. Good job, Carolyn, with the uh, yeah, all the homework. Well. Thank you. Yeah, some of these cases really yeah. could be so, an entire. Well done, ladies. Huh? <laughs> some of these cases could have been a, an entire episode on their own. So it's kind of hard to pick what to discuss yeah. and what not to. But yeah, yeah, guys, thanks for having us on. It was fun. I yeah. hope we can do this no, again well, and well. and you know bring other yeah, topics absolutely. to the table. Oh, It'll be interesting. To do some, you know, obviously you got the Warrens. I don't know if there's any other well-known demonologists. Uh, oh, we could find some. Yeah, yeah. maybe and, they're uh, a bit more, you know, not common. <laughs> no, I don't know. You know, yeah, I we don't should know. do an. Yeah, ep- but it'll be interesting because we I'll, should do an episode on the Mothman or Bigfoot or something. Well, you guys already covered him, but yeah. Uh, we've there's, we've always got time for moth man, <laughs> and because yeah. we, re- we revisit stuff all the time. Yeah, so we're I'm happy sure to Bobby, revisit things. New evidence. Yeah, no, and I'm sure I know Bobby was bummed to miss today, so I'm sure he he would definitely be yeah. down for that. So yeah, honestly, yeah, any cryptid, yeah, absolutely love him. Yeah, we love a deep dive, and this was a really good one. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of info. So really, cheers to both of you for bringing all of that. And I've got a couple of things added to my watch list yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us on. And yeah, and yeah, we hope. I hope you yeah. liked it, and I hope we can have you on our show. And I hope that we can all get together again. And yeah, it's always Absolutely. nice to have yeah, skeptics we'll to to you know bring their ruin the party. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> their logic. It's nice just having conversation where, you know, whatever side of the argument you're right. on, just having a conversation yeah. about it and just being adults yeah. about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, exactly. No arguing here, just yeah. sharing of opinions. So yeah, exactly. It, it was exactly. good. Yeah. People are always saying how adult me and Chris are. You know Oh, you can't keep people from saying about how a podcast is very low key and and very serious. I I like that you guys keep it absolutely (laughs) very very highbrow, highbrow. (laughs) Us too. So (laughs) we have mustaches, don't you know? (laughs) So, where can people find your podcast? Um, so we're on any platform that you get your podcasts: uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We also post our stuff on YouTube, and it's all going to be under Strange Darkness Radio. Uh, we also have an Instagram account if you'd like to follow us there, Facebook, and uh, oh, Podbean. Podbean is a new one, so you can find our stuff there. So, yeah, anywhere you get your podcasts. Next, I'll leave a few links in the description. I'll leave one for your um, anchor page and your YouTube one so people can find yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Through those mediums. And yeah, Sorry. anything else you guys needed to add before you went? Any shout outs to anybody or anything? Um, shout out to Bobby who wasn't here. Uh, and then also just before mm-hmm. I let you guys go or we let you guys go, uh, we're going to be posting this as well. So do you mind telling people where they can find your podcast? Yeah, of course. For our end? Yeah. yeah, it's just like Spotify really, isn't it? Spotify, much our main yeah. It's, it's on, we're, we're on Apple and all we're, that. We're but, on okay. Apple. Pretty much same as you. I think most platforms, I think Spotify is the main one that people... Yeah, we're not on YouTube. Not on YouTube, but um, we're on Instagram. You can find us on Instagram. 
um twitter we're on we was on there what was the one that instagram done that was like twitter oh threads it was on threads for for, i think all of five minutes um but yeah twitter and instagram we're on them so you can find this um semi-skeptic podcast type thing you'll find us you'll find us you can't miss us i mean look (laughs) at us you guys are hilarious (laughs) so yeah <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. We try our best. So thank you very much for coming mm-hmm. on. We oh, finally made, make it happen, and it's been wonderful. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, thank, thank you, you guys. Bye. See you later. All right, bye bye. Bye everyone. Bye. bye. Ethel, do you know where you are? My body. You have passed over. You died. What an excellent day for an exorcism. We learned that for the at least eight, the past eight years, military pilots frequently encountered unknown objects in controlled airspace off both the east and west coast across the continental United States in test and training areas and ranges. We don't know where they are, they come from, who made them, or how they operate. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My gosh. They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots in the west. Oh, they do. County 911. I don't know if I should have called this in or not, but... What's going on? If I didn't have a camera, I took a picture of it. Took a picture of who? I don't know what... I don't know what it was. He's walking upright like a man. I would not kill it because I was afraid to. But he went back up the mountain. Cleveland County 911. Hello. Can I help you? Yes. This is Tim. Uh-huh. Uh, you probably have my address. Yes, sir. What's going on now? I shined the light on this thing. Well, okay, what did it look like? It looked like a giant ape with a man's face. But... I was afraid to kill it, and it made a whistling sound. He was about nine, ten foot tall, with real long arms. I go out there, he gets gone. I come back in the house, and he gets back there again, and my dogs are just raising heck. Would I get in any trouble? If I shot and killed this beast, this animal, or whatever it is, would I get in any trouble? I I can't answer that question. If he goes too close to me, I'm going to kill him.